0: I'm Kelsey. I'm Cassie. And I'm Nolan from SCP Weekly. We bring you news from on-site and off-site.
1: And we share your love for the creative community
2: that surrounds the SCP Wiki.
0: Join us on Tuesdays for new episodes, wherever you listen to podcasts, or on YouTube at SCP Weekly. Hey there, SCP fans. My name is Gregory Carpin, and this is Simply Creative People. The show about SCP creatives, be they authors, artists, or off-site content creators like YouTube and TikTok. We're focused on bridging the gap between various fans and serving as an introduction to different concepts and stories on the wiki. So, many welcomes to all, and let's get started. Hello, and welcome back to Simply Creative People. What's that? I am Gregori. It's a podcast that has not come out in 10 minutes <laughs> due to... Some things that have happened in my life, uh, including being laid off and uh, illness um, and being distracted. Um, But that's solved. I just got my old job back. Very exciting. Congratulations. Yeah, it's weird because on the one hand, I'm very happy to get a job. Um, On the other hand, it makes me feel like, why did you not just hold off? Like, just don't lay me off for 10 more weeks. Like, how much would that have cost? Like, 15, 20 grand? Like, I realize that's a lot for me, but not for a corporation. Like, and now I have to go get drug tested. I have to
2: go, you know, do the background check. I have to,
0: come, I, I, We already did this.
2: <laughs> they just wanted anyway. to, to give you an interval to, to shape you into the malleable person they wanted you to be.
0: I know. It's so funny. Anyway. <laughs> And they're like, well, we're going to bring you back at the same rate of pay that you were at. I'm like, I freaking hope so. (laughs) I mean, unless it's more, then it's not acceptable. (laughs) Uh, Anyway, all right, I guess we should do introductions. Uh, My name is Gregory Carpin, and joined as always... Am
2: I, Harry Blank?
0: And uh, we are, yeah, we would say sorry for being so long away, but, you know... We're never sorry. This podcast is... This podcast has always been a little bit less than frequent. Like, what uh, are we going to apologize for? Regularity. We still have more
2: episodes than any other non-narrative podcast done for SCP. Totally. By a wide margin, yeah. I'm pretty sure. And we've got the next one teed up. So yeah.
0: uh, we're going to come back to Plague again. And we're going to do more ones. But we're going to do kind of deep dives on. So each of us picked only one. Mm-hmm. But today, um, we are doing something kind of out of left field. Mm-hmm. We were suggested, somebody joined the Discord and said, you know, had there been a Q&A episode? And no, we had never done anything like mm-hmm. that. And, uh, you know, I guess we are kind of getting to the point where, like, people actually want to know our opinions. <laughs> sounds. It's really weird, and I'm not going to get used to it. Yeah, no, it is weird, but it's also very flattery. Um, so, yeah, we, we put out the call for, you know, just random Q&As. It could be goddamn anything, and some of these are. Quite a few of them uh, are, are
2: best defined as goddamn anything, yeah.
0: Yeah, um, but uh, yeah, thank you for everybody that sent in questions. Yes, thank you very much, except for many meets. <laughs> That's right, who we're starting with. Um, <laughs> so... Many meats, uh, who was I think the first person to respond to the Twitter <laughs> uh, post, was the amount of success you've both enjoyed can be directly correlated with the length of time you've known former admin Many meats. Do you owe
2: all of your su- success to him, or only some of it? I would say that everyone. Owes all of their success to many meats, who works very hard under very difficult conditions and had an excellent tenure as an admin. And I really appreciate meats. And haha, fuck you! I took your stupid question seriously. Yeah, uh, I didn't. I will give you sixteen point
0: seven percent. It would be more if we ever got around to doing the collab on uh, the SPC. Oh, oh, one about oh. Grand Sharkist Ion. Uh Grand um, Sharkist Ion. I know. It's so good. Uh we gotta do that. So Meats, come on, message me. Let's 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 get this done.
2: Anyway, real talk. Meats is uh, cool. Love Beats. Awesome.
0: Yeah, Meats is great. And Meats was on one of the previous episodes with uh Iko when we talked about uh one Roy. Is that true? Did that happen? Yes. Really? <laughs> yeah, it was like a yeah, it was like
2: 15 16 months, yeah, ago, I think you're gonna yeah, say yeah, years yeah. ago, and for a moment I was gonna be like, Yeah, that sounds right.
0: We're not quite there yet, but 15, you know, give it
2: yeah. in February, it will be two years. Oh god, ago, oh so. god, I don't
0: know. Um, maybe we'll actually have gotten to episode 50, but I don't not know. Likely. Uh, yeah, uh, so next question, more of a serious question. Sidewaves uh, oh. asked, what's the hardest thing you've ever written? And interpret hard
2: however you like. <laughs> Everything I write is hard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's sort of the secret. Uh, Always be writing romance. You know, no, I was interpreting it the way they did the, the implication. Yeah, the heart, yeah. I know. Somebody had to, um, so I'm biting the bullet. Now you yeah, can give a course. real answer.
0: As long as it's just the bullet you're biting. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> fuck. Yeah. Um
2: talk about it yeah i mean
0: i i will say before i even answer the question that like people like to talk you know to you especially because you have even way more than i do but you know i have 80 something things on the wiki i think it's like 88 right and i i'm sure you've gotten it plenty of times i've seen you get this question but i have as well where it's just like how do you do all this (laughs) and it's always like Uh, how do i not do more yeah like (laughs) I've got other shit to do. I've got a novel to revise. I've got another novel that's baked into my head now that I need to like, write. How'd
2: you get so far? I'm like, I'm, I'm not nearly as far as I should be. What are you talking about? I know. I literally just finished
0: soon to be posted the end of my series. Uh, so four excited. years to the day. That's right. What, <laughs> after and what day is that? When's it coming out? November 19th. November 19th. So please be aware. SCP to be decided. Uh, <laughs> archon i think is gonna be the title nice Uh, it's not gonna be Archon class. no (laughs) (laughs) it's a different meaning of archon um so i've got two layers to this answer awesome Uh, i would say the first one is easy because it was 6500 um we we wrote you know, together as a group, you know, six people wrote. We had seven authors, but one of them was doing all the art, and thank God for her. Um, Aetheris. Not all the art. Uh, not all the art, but a, a, a huge portion. A very portion large of
2: proportion of the art. Yeah.
0: And I mean, it just wouldn't be the same without it. it we've
2: talked about it before.
0: It's, I, I, I'm constantly looking at that hub page and her cards and the other things she did for it, and she'd be like, so. Well, lucky. the
2: no return hub, especially with all of Aetheris's cards at once, yeah. is just fabulous. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah um but you know let's face it
0: we wrote that in 6 weeks you know for my end it was roughly 20,000 words for you it was probably closer to 30. something like 32,000
2: uh, or something like that yeah right
0: and that's a lot <laughs> in in 6 weeks you know i mean we have both done that before but you know this was very time sensitive this wasn't on our own deadlines this was based on when we could submit and and then you know, there was all the discussions and we've talked about it a lot. We talked about it in the episode about Vanguard, but, you know, discussions, that's a nice way to put it. Yeah, we discussed. Yeah. Well, they were very <laughs> civil arguments. Yeah. yeah. Um, but they were never. No, but I don't think everybody, anybody ever got mad or at least
2: I did. I don't think every, you know, I don't think anybody ever got lastingly mad. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> um, but yeah, keeping, you know, the way that we
0: wrote that was to say, here's what the overall premise is. Uh, thank you, Locke. Absolutely. Um, and then we each kind of picked out how we were going to tackle the first, you know, path. And then we kind of, like, argued it out. Not our individual plot lines, but the overall, you know, meta, quote unquote. Right. The, what is this overall thing we're talking about? And then, and then we doubled it um, because thank you, uh, placeholder. Um, and we talked about that before. But, you know, it it would have been something special, if he if placeholder hadn't pushed us especially me and a to be like listen you got to let us do this um and it was a tough to admit that it was a good idea <laughs> not that it, it was, was a good scary idea, but it was tough it was scary
2: yeah that that's we had already succeeded it. it was already really good right and they were like well yeah. and, and essentially placeholder was like we can make it yeah way better and we were all like ah or rather everybody but me was and i was like I already had a second part in my head that I could just start writing. Right. right <laughs> yeah. But it was still scary, and, and Aethras quite reasonably said, y- y- this, "This could ruin the ending." Um, and right. it could have, but because instead we have a better ending. Y- so,
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think I think the thing that was important that I pushed for at the time was if we do this, we have to maintain the idea that the choice matters. Right. And from that was born this idea of no return being a dual timeline thing, and, and that yes. is you know led to a lot of things although god knows threshold
2: needs some more love <clears throat> yes um yes it's, it's, but, it's uh, just everything i write is in there but not meaningfully i do mean to come back to that stuff especially um the stuff written in ips path in 6500 the second path the mm. threshold one with with mm-hmm. Wettle and threshold yeah that's really good <laughs> that stuff. actually gives yeah. the name yeah, to yeah. the thing um i've, I've been meaning yeah. to, to do some stuff with that later on
0: yeah, and you still got to give me a, a blurb to put Oh, uh, fuck! 7, yeah, 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 you're right.
2: You're right. Anyway.
0: Um, but, yeah, I mean, I, that's easy to say that that this was hard, easy, hard. But easy, But, honestly, it was a blur. It was a lot of fun. It was stressful, <laughs> but it was so much fun. And i never probably been that excited for such a long period of time mm-hmm. on a project. Not even a long period of time, but it felt like such a long time. It's
2: so worth it, though.
0: Um oh yeah it was great uh it was especially hard for you and me i think because we were constantly trading places on being the peacemaker (laughs) being like listen guys this is a good idea um what 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 whoever is proposing is you know they've thought about this and you know we got making sure everybody was happy at the end was uh, that was the hard part i think it
2: certainly Uh, was but i mean it worked out certainly speaks for itself now creeping up creeping up on 800 at this point god
0: i know it's crazy Um, but yeah, I'll, I'll save the second part of my answer Mm. uh, in Mm. a second. Oh, Oh, you're,
2: we're, we're switching it up. Are we? Okay. Uh, I -hmm. wrote, I wrote, uh, three books. Yeah, uh, the the first one wasn't actually published as, but time after time, password is is ninety five thousand, mm-hmm. ninety seven. It's longer than inevitable, <laughs> right? Um, and it 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 was extraordinarily difficult because I had to do a lot of reading of other people's stuff intentionally because it was set in other people's oh, settings with yeah. other people's characters, and I had to do way too much work, which made that whole thing take way too friggin' long. Um, and the reason I started publishing it when i started publishing it was because we got third place or whatever fourth place or whatever the hell in canon canon renaissance contest and we got to choose a feature and my team without me realizing they were going to do it featured scp 5109 that the time after time password was about and i was like oh shit i need to start publishing these articles now to take advantage of that but i wasn't done them all <laughs> And what that ended up meaning was it took a year to finish the tale series while it was going up on the site. <laughs> and it was a fucking nightmare. But that's still not the hardest. And even the book that I just finished writing, Wrong Tomorrow, which the majority of it was in two months and it's 300,000 words long. Even that wasn't the hardest thing that I've done. The hardest. 300,000? Yeah, it's 100,000 words longer than the previous book. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I have a physical copy, but I'm waiting for the ebook. Yeah, it doesn't. It. It, the uh, reason. I'm going to buy it. The reason it, it isn't immediately apparent is because the font is 12 point in Bury the Survivors and it's 11 point in uh, <laughs> Run Tomorrow. <laughs> so uh, I'll, I'll, I'll put out a second edition of, of BTS that shrinks it down so you'll be able to really see how much longer the second <laughs> one is. Long Tomorrow is more like, right? right? Am I right? But anyway, uh, the actual answer is. Any SCP that's centered on Thilo's Wist was the hardest thing that I've ever written. They all take like a month, because for some reason I make sure that they have way too much research required, and they take (laughs) forever. All the charlatanism stuff I was looking up for uh, 5382, I looked up every int wiki to incorporate into 6382. I did all this Canadian history shit for 5054, the Joe Clark one. Uh, and the most recent one, the uh, Woody Arlo Guthrie one, just was an abominable amount of research. I read somebody's autobiography just to write that one. And oh, my God. God damn that Everything with Zwist ends up somehow being some horrible month-long slog. But I'm always proud of them when they're done. So
0: <laughs> Yeah, they, they really shine. I mean, I like all your stuff, obviously. Oh. Um, but the Zwist character is, is something special. I mean, all your characters are good. But he has, and and the articles that focus on him are always
2: kind of you know, sh- very unique. He shows think. up for the yeah. big mythology episodes, generally speaking. Yeah, yeah. But those are always hard, um, Just really. Hard. So basically, anything requiring me to read a lot of somebody else's stuff would be the would be the answer.
0: Yeah, I thought I did a lot of research when I wrote articles. You until, did, though. You know, I until I do, but not like that. Um, yeah, I'm actually planning something now that will be kind of like the the time after time password. Not mm. the premise won't be the same, but will be kind of a, a a world tour of of the SCP world. Super exciting. <clears throat> yeah, we'll we'll see we'll, we'll see when we get started <laughs> on that because I got so many other things, and we got to start
2: up on his will be done. Yeah, again. we gotta get that going uh, again, for sure. <laughs> the hey, hardest hey, thing um, we've ever written is uh, the remainder of uh, his will be done because we haven't written it yet. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's so funny because people a
0: couple times recently people said that they missed it and it's like thank you. Um, it's always nice when people remember things is, like that. Oh, it's great. Um,
2: every tale series fine. has at least one. Every unfinished tale series has at least one person holding a torch for it. <laughs> yeah, I'm literally gonna mention one later. <laughs> um <laughs> But uh,
0: yeah, it, we ended it. We didn't end it, but it—you know—the last entries were such a good stopping point, and we got distracted with other stuff. And it's been a—you know—a year and a few months now. So yeah, it's getting, getting yeah, their time. Really
2: I mean, uh, we've we've, all, we've both got other responsibilities, but mine are finally yeah. moving aside in some senses, so I'll be able to help with that as well. Cool. Um, so my real answer for the hardest thing <laughs> I've ever
0: written is actually. Hackathon tree's cycle. Oh no shit. Because I don't think I've ever so I've written a novel before, but that was all in the space of like two months. (laughs) Um This has been four years. And so and I'm not sure you know, I think at some point because some of the other things I was doing were getting more attention, it was easier to focus on those other things. Um and so I kind of let Hecatontries slide and it would be like one one episode per six months maybe for the last couple of years. Um, and so I, you know, somebody asked me recently if I had like a show Bible for it. No, I have to go back and read <laughs> everything. I don't read everything, but I, I, I look over everything and I pay attention to all the character interactions because at its core, this is a very character focused thing. Mostly it's on Varga and and Rebecca Douglas, but... You know all the characters, uh, you know, and 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 the and the arc of these character development happened very organically, you know, in response to each individual piece. So, you know, I didn't have a grand plan when I started it, um, and so keeping everything <clears throat> um, kind of consistent in terms of the tone uh, and and the character developments with this shifting narrative that goes backwards and forwards in time. Over 20 SCPs and tales by the time we're done. Um, you know, it, that was tough. Wow. So, keeping everything straight and then getting it to the point where it has a satisfying conclusion and also two miniature climaxes. So, you know, that, you know, it, it, I, I feel like that has been the most difficult thing. Not because I
2: dislike the process, but I mean, you know, it takes a lot of effort. Being able to say you've completed a long form story on the wiki is. Uh... Virtually yeah. no one manages that. Everybody tries and almost nobody ever gets it done. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, this is the first long form thing that I've done by myself. Um, obviously, there's the Clef and Varys stuff, but that's very episodic. Uh, although I do have a plan for that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, this is the one that like defined the first thing I posted was the first episode of Hecaton Trees. And uh, that was four years ago on November 19th so soon
2: soon to be soon to be done and it's great great finale and i'm really excited to see it go up yeah i that
0: one i i took the last like i would say it took me about six weeks because there were these all these different moving parts um Mm -hmm. so yeah anyway um so why, why don't you read this next question from ice knight
2: Ice Knight, baby. Okay. Ice Knight 785. The question is, and it would not be accepted as a a question in, like, Jeopardy, for example, because it's barely in the (laughs) form of a question, really, other than the fact that my voice has to go up at the end because of the punctuation mark. SCP ideas you have scrapped? Uh, I guess you you went first on the last one. So, uh, Mm -hmm. I had an idea for a time machine... And the time machine goes back in time, but it doesn't account for the orbit of the Earth. So it, they just find this time machine in space with the guy dead, suffocated. Oh, that's good. And somebody like already that. did it better with a oh. a toilet that teleports <laughs> you it back in time, but it, it ends up dumping people. So there's like this giant stream of dead people in the Earth's orbital path who've been dumped there at various times by this time-traveling toilet. It's much better than my idea was, and it was my idea. Like, it... It was like a two or three years before my idea. So that one's been scrapped. And um, no other ones that I can recall. Every other thing I've thought of doing, I have eventually done and posted or am still going to.
0: I actually have two. Um, and that didn't used to be the case. But I had a story that I worked on for a while that I didn't show anybody. And I might never do anything with it. But it is a series of caves and... Um, other geological features that are conceptually tied to the concept of the devil. Mm-hmm. Um, and so an agent would get sort of lost going from mm-hmm. uh, location to location and have a bit of a, uh, um, a mystical journey sort of situation. Because there are so many different Devil's Peaks and Devil's mm-hmm. Mountain and Devil's Pass and Devil's Bridge. Uh, and British I have Tower. all these pictures. yeah, And I have all these pictures. And I am—I don't know. I have never really significantly developed it. Um, I might never do it. Uh, it feels a little too shallow. I might come back to it. Would I have a different? You get angle a on spark it. for it, yeah, yeah. Um, and I have a .j that I never posted because the reaction was uh, this is kind of funny, but it's
2: not that funny. Oh, uh, what is it? What um, is it? Is, do I know this? Or would I remember this if you said it? Maybe, but I'm not going to say it on the podcast. Oh, okay. Don't want anybody to scoop you. The The,
0: the title is my favorite part okay uh, <laughs> um like my favorite favorite part right um i do have an angle on it now so i'm gonna rewrite awesome. it and just really really lean into the bizarre absurdist i think i have a much better handle on absurdist humor now than i did two years ago so for sure doing a lot of victim has, yeah. has <laughs> it's been for sure. I, I think about yeah uh so yeah those are those are my answers nice um all right so next one is from lemon uh what inspired you to start writing scps and could you beat a shoe bill in a fist fight it's a, is a shoe bill the thing that you use to slide a boot on no
2: no that's a shoehorn. a shoe oh, i looked shoe it up horn. a shoe bill is yeah. a bird oh, and, uh, yes. the answer to that one i can answer before the actual question is that i have actually before injured my hands just by punching them into each other so no i don't think i could beat i <laughs> don't think i could beat a bird You all right?
0: <laughs> I just, just, I'm just imagining. I could, I could see that if you're pissed off and you wanted to punch I don't even think I was your...
2: pissed off. I think I just wanted to make the oh. sound effect and then. Ah. Well, don't do it again. Oh god, no! no the episodes on over. The podcast. <laughs> yeah. So anyway,
0: <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, I'm gonna say yeah, yeah. Fuck that bird. I don't even know what that bird looks like. It's
2: so got like a big, big, fucking like... gnarly ass beak. Oh. Well, I'll just kick it then. There you go. Fine. Well, but it's a fist fight. It specifically says fist fight.
0: Yeah, well, I, I believe in the Street Fighter version of <laughs> fist fight, which means I can do
2: a helicopter kick if I want to. <laughs> I, I can't. All right, but, we've you we've know. we've committed to going Mortal Kombat on a shoe bill. That's right.
0: Um, what inspired um, you right, to write SCPs, so what, what?
2: Grigori? Uh,
0: this is boring. I've said this before. Grigori. It's not boring. It's you know, I just, I, I have said, yeah, it's grigoring. Um, <laughs>
2: uh, Because
0: I've said this before, but it's metaphysician. Um, I first discovered the wiki through somebody linking SCP-2480 uh, in a Reddit conversation because I was complaining about there not being enough good new Eldritch horror because I had read everything that Clive Barker oh. or Caitlin Kiernan or um, Tom Laval had read written. And I was like, There's, is there anything else uh, that's not just fake H.P. Lovecraft, but instead a new angle on it? And somebody said, hey, do you know what SCP is? And I went, no. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it was like 2015. Uh, no, what's that? And uh, uh, somebody linked that. And I read that significantly. I read other stuff, too, and thought it wasn't that great. And almost stopped paying attention to SCP until I thought to figure out how to look up who wrote 2480 Mm -hmm. and then i found my way to his author page and i read all that stuff and so sarcasm and metaphysician specific style inspired me because for the longest time that's just what i wanted to do i wanted to write cosmic horror and i have done that a few times um and it's funny because for a long time especially the early parts of Hecatantries, i think especially the first two do very much seem like they're in the vein of of metaphysician i think absolutely Um, Uh, And then kind of I went more into a geopolitical occult spy story in some ways. Um, But uh, yeah, I was I was always trying to like not mimic, but, you know, evoke the same things that meta does. And I still occasionally do like you for the uh, you is for the unstrung for anthology last year was Mm -hmm. definitely me, uh, you know, trying to do meta style Um, because I found his writing to be very inspirational. I found the whole the mythology, the sarcasm, and and the world building and the anthropological angle of it just fascinating. um So I, I kind of went my own way after that. But that that's he's definitely and I've told him this. It's it's his writing that
2: made hmm. me want to be a part of this community. Yeah, it could hardly have picked a better inspiration. Yeah, yeah, he's great good guy. A <laughs> good guy and great writer. Great guy and good writer. Yep. Great guy and great writer. Yep. I'm glad to say we can now call him friends, Absolutely. And not just a person I admire. Absolutely, yeah. just earlier today, was reminiscing with him about how much World of Warcraft ruined parts of our oh, lives. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I got into World of
0: Warcraft for like about 45 days.
2: That's a good. When that is it, a good period for
0: doing a, it. Around when it came out, roughly, um, 2001, 2002, something like that. Really hoping this conversation and doesn't
2: Renaissance it for the people who are involved in the conversation. <laughs>
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. But, I mean, you know, it's still around, still relevant, um, which is crazy. But, um, yeah, I just, after a while, the the way the combat works yeah, and yeah, the yeah. way it's just a constant grind. Oh, uh, yeah. And I went and did an instance for a dungeon. You know, I forget. Were they called instances? Yeah. I, I don't know. Uh, and I did it multiple times just so my hunter could
2: charm one of the pets. Oh, my the God. Box. I bet you it was Wailing Caverns.
0: No, it was in the desert, uh, and it was somebody that had these pet giant cobras. Oh, uh, for fuck's were, sake, they... it was uh
2: Zulfurak, right? That sounds familiar. It's yeah. the one that's like that's a, been 20 a, years. it's like a, it's in the north end of the, the the zone and it it's like a cleft like winding yes. cavern with a troll yeah. city in it. Yes. Yeah. It's yeah. a really yeah. great instance and everybody who has to do that hunter thing fucking hates it. <laughs> yeah, I did, but once
0: I got it man that game got easier cuz that 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 cobra was amazing uh and being a hunter sucked i i, I now since i have ne- i never play characters in games that rely on pets like yeah. i i don't i don't like it i could never even get into pokemon like it's not my <laughs> thing um but yeah i did right. so i did that a bunch i must have done that instance like 6 times Ugh. 7 8 times just to like and you know i had to turn them Had to have somebody turn the cobra into, like, a sheep or turn the other people into sheep so I could charm the cobra. Because there was another cobra. Oh, my God. God. Uh, And then after that, it was like, oh, how do I get this piece of item? Well, you can do this instance six times, you know, maybe to get it. And, you know, that shit just doesn't work for me. Like, even Destiny, which has amazing shooting, you know, has only sucked me in for, like, a month or two at a time. Yeah, once you start having to repeat yourself. I don't, I don't like it, um, which is funny because, like I said in that conversation, I replay from soft titles over and over again. <laughs> and their whole design but, is
2: to make you redo the same thing after you fuck it up, over right? And over
0: again. Yeah, yeah. And then I, you know, I mean, I finished Bloodborne, I immediately started a new game. Every single one of them, I immediately started a new game plus. <laughs> and you know, I'm now on my third playthrough uh, with a brand new character of Elden Ring, and that's like a 200-hour fucking thing. <laughs> Fuck it, you know, and I'm treating it like I'm brand new at it because it's so big. I forgot most of it. Right, um, yeah, I don't know. Wow, is is tough. I can't imagine playing any of those games. I, every once in a while, I'm like, oh, that'd be fun, you know, and then I. Check out, and the gameplay is still, you know. Still sucks, yeah. Hit this button, hit this button, cool down, hit this button, cool down. This is not combat. And hey, once you do
2: that by yourself enough, you get to do it in a group where everybody's watching to see if you press the button at the right time. And if they don't, they call you a slur. So
0: anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's, yeah.
2: yeah. Anyway, Uh, your your turn. uh, Yeah, I actually realized that even though I have explained this partially before, that I do have minor details that I didn't have in my head when I originally answered this question because I came back to the wiki having seen it occasionally when it was new. I came back to it during COVID as something to read at night so I could go to sleep and I started rereading from the start because that's what every idiot does and as I was reading from the start I would click occasionally to see some of the new ones that had come up and when I was starting was when the Exquisite Corpse Contest was being posted and... Oh, nice. I specifically remember reading uh, 5250, which is Act 1, The Lake South, The Deer North by Popsioke and Dyslexion, which is the one that is written like a recipe, even though it's a, mm-hmm. a horror story about a deer that lives in a lake. And while I was <laughs> reading these, and a lot of people don't like this one, but I thought it was pretty spooky. I think it's cool. And also really weird because the Exquisite Corpse contest is somebody gives you, its it's what an Exquisite Corpse is as a concept. Somebody gives you The opening bit and then you have to deal with that and write the next bit Um, so somebody gave them the procs that were written as a recipe and they had to keep doing it uh, which they bravely soldiered on and did and reading series one junk (laughs) reading series one like paint by numbers monster manual stuff and then uh, looking at that one i could see how much different it was now how like the stories had to have a justifying oh, yeah. twist or a justifying point or some sort of execution that mattered and that got me interested in making me think well if you had to come up with like a twist mm-hmm. if you had to come up with an idea like that might not have been covered already by all of these other articles what would it be and that's where I ended up on the uh, how long would it take for a jump scare to get old and, uh, <laughs> it's such a good it's still such a good idea i love it i didn't execute it as well as i'd wanted to but then luckily i spent twenty three thousand words executing (laughs) and (laughs) i have continued to execute that one i I remember telling you actually after those two tales were out like those characters are done i'm not gonna like bother with those characters that story's told and you're like yeah that's good because i think you you covered that now you can move on to other stuff and and they've never gone away they're in everything i've written they're in they're in the next (laughs) thing that i've got coming out actually (laughs) they just never stop um, but yeah, it's just I the mean, contrast they're, between they're, what it used to be and what it good. could be is I think what got me going and interested in writing for it
0: yeah, that's fair um in some ways that was me as well because I first read something that was series three and then went back to read some of the o ones and some of the early series one stuff and went oh I don't I don't know I, I don't know what the ones are in general and uh, <laughs> these series one articles are <laughs> uh, you know some of them are amazing but yeah, we'll uh, get up on that in a minute mm-hmm. yeah i want to go back uh it's one of these uh, World little warcraft no um oh shit i forgot what i was gonna say man eh, whatever no <laughs> all right yeah next maybe one. it'll come back <laughs> maybe um all right room 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 uh, 48 <laughs> room uh asks what goi slash poi do you consider underused slash
2: underutilized your turn yeah it's an interesting question because Mm -hmm. um, in general i don't think that is a thing Um, most of the ones that i find underutilized most of the ones i find non-utilized are being utilized to the full extent that they deserve to be (laughs) Um, So so if I was going to give an answer that's honest, what ones I feel are underutilized, it's an answer where I know why. Um, And it's things like, I think the Three Moons initiative is underutilized because only one person can consistently nail it. So it's underutilized by the fact that Dave, you fool, was amazing at it. And most other people can't do it. 3M, I should have more, but it can't have more because it's super difficult for everybody who's not Dave.
0: (laughs) I am sort of dedicated now to the idea of doing it
2: for real. Not just using them as a punchline, which I've done twice now. Um, I mean, even... I supposedly do it in 6500, but... You do it. you You can see in real time as I... Fail to properly utilize Corbinic while I'm while I'm going absolutely wild in Alagada in the same part of the story. Like the Alagada parts are so much more detailed, and then the Corbinic ones are like, oh God, I'm not Dave, you fool. How do I do this?
0: <laughs> plus, plus, uh, we really haven't gotten a lot of insight into what Corbinic is like from the Three Moons Initiative perspective. Right, that's uh, true. We've gotten these tiny glimpses, and Alagada, there's more. Like. Metaphysician's, you know, first serious article about them uh, gives a lot of detail. Mm -hmm. A lot lot of things happen. Mm -hmm. So, uh, yeah, I get what you mean. I I, I feel the same way a little bit about my Sarkic stuff Mm -hmm. um, in Vanguard, because mostly I'm not creating new things. I am taking older things and redefining them in our setting, uh, which, you know, is the purpose of that setting. Um, But... You know, I don't think that they're, you know, people are like, oh, I really love your Sarkic stuff. And I'm like, thanks. Uh, And I really love it too, but mostly because they're interesting character pieces. Um, I I would like to, you know, I've only done one, two uh, serious, like, brand new Sarkic concepts, um, which is uh, 4712 and 5079. Um, But uh, yeah, I'm doing another. The the end of of Hecatontries is actually going to touch on some of that. And, and um, you've helped with the
2: Deva as well, so. Oh, yeah,
0: so that's actually my answer. Um, I actually think the Deva used under underutilized. Yeah. It's why I did the hub in the first place. Um, not only because I wanted a reference, a piece of reference material that just didn't exist, and I thought, hey, wouldn't anybody else like that as well? But also to, like, summarize and create new lore and do a good job of collating all mm. the various ideas but then also leaving it open for further interpretations uh and i i just always mm. thought that their potential was insane it's why i've continued to utilize them um and i just don't think there are that many articles like there are a lot of articles with the tag um right but i th- but most of them are not as yes, we've talked about, about before day, yeah with tags yeah. It can be misleading the- <laughs> right yeah so you know people have asked me before on the hub like why is it a curated list and it's because i don't want to include everything that has a tag because there's a lot of stuff that has a tag that isn't you know barely mentions them they're in one sentence right so why would they get a tag you know or why would they not why would they get a tag but why would they be on the hub um and so i you know i i really do hope that people read the hub and and get inspired to write new pieces. Um, mm-hmm. in some ways the conversations uh that you know i had with assertive role and uh, and me encouraging him to come back i think that is why he wrote a second which one. is super uh, cool it's, it is super cool um, i'm not going to take credit for it i just mean that like i think those conversations directly led to him mm-hmm. being like you know i have another idea oh well, you should write it mm. um and also i did say in in my answer that i think the three moves initiative should be used more often you know yeah. i've thrown them into a couple as a joke um, and they work, but I I think, you know, I mean, I think they're open. I think Dave would also be interested in seeing other people's perspective on it as well. Yeah. Not just using this the same things. Um, and maybe this is crazy, but I don't think there's a lot of modern development of Church of the Broken God or sarcasm Yeah, you're right. Um, I, I, I've done some stuff, but mostly it's hearkening back. Uh, there's In Memoria, but that's been kind of on hiatus for a few years now. And... Um, you know, obviously go read everything I've done that oh, <laughs> is Sarkic, um, which, you know, I, I've dedicated myself to writing them as actual characters and using the Clavigar and, and other things like that as real characters, but... You know, there's not a lot of new, like, lore-type stuff, uh, which, you know, I think is I think it could be really, really cool yeah, yeah, to see
2: yeah. newer, you know, to touch upon newer ideas. It does feel like uh, most of the people writing GOIs now are writing the ones that came into existence while they were on the site recently. Like, the, most of the GOI stuff I guess that been makes been is the newer stuff, which, yeah, it's actually kind of interesting. It's surprising, because people always love yeah. to write about the old stuff, whether it's good or not. So it's kind of interesting how many people are now making up GOIs and writing about them. Even if I don't know yeah, it, anything about half of them. <laughs> yeah, like, I was looking at the list, and I was that like, what is
0: Greaseburger again?
2: I don't know. Yeah. yeah. I don't know.
0: Yeah. I'm probably not going to do it on episode. I'm sorry. <laughs> anyway. Uh, um, well, we
2: did the GOI bit for two straight years. It's got to end eventually.
0: <laughs> yeah, we got to move on. Um, we'll do a few more, though. Um, yep. Anyway. All right. So, Toast
2: asks, oh. favorites from each series, which... Fuck you. This <laughs> actually took a lot of work. Yes, I uh, I, I luckily... Um, my friend, Mr. Badfellow, who I got to write an article for the wiki, um, I he wanted me to explain scp to him in like great detail because he knew about it vaguely mm. and I, I among the many things that i did to talk to him about it was i gave him one from each series that i thought was very representative which gave me a head start on answering this question partially it's <laughs> still not a nice. perfect answer but well let's hear what you came uh, up with or maybe we, i guess we should do it by series we'll do it by series yeah
0: but uh first uh, uh, uh a caveat okay i'm not I, I am not saying these are my absolute yeah, favorites from 1,000 articles. Uh, these are ones I think are really cool uh, and that people should go and pay attention to. Some of these are very obvious, uh, but that's kind of the way that the question works. Yep. Um, Alright, I'll do Series one first. first. Uh, series 1 is easy uh, for me. Uh, it's 093. Um, yep. Good pick. Dead Sea, you know, fucking... Cinnabar disc that takes you to other worlds. Uh, it's fucking brilliant. Um, amazing. It's so good, we're writing a whole fucking series in Resurrection about that, it.
2: Um, that's by Nico Chris, the author of The Flesh yeah. That Hates as well. Oh, yeah. Amazing.
0: Um, and uh, I, I think it's one of the first really deep narratives in the first thousand that was written at that time and not, you know, later on. Hmm. Um, but I will also throw out, you know, I think 076 is just a solid classic spooky monster. It's so good. Um if I'm getting that right. Is it the old man? No. Uh 106.
2: 106.
0: That's what I meant. 1076 is um,
2: either able. No, I was able. 076 is able. Oh, look what you did. Yeah, I don't like. It. Yeah, <laughs> I don't like those at all. They
0: suck. Um uh sorry to the authors who are not listening. Um but oh, what you're going to hurt is, Clef's feelings? <laughs> Oh, did he write those? Abel is Cliff. Um, oh, okay. Um, we've said before, we like Clef's stuff. Just I played D&D with Clef. He's a really nice guy. He seems like it. He really um, a really cool guy. But I will also say that obviously 140 and 610 are the basis for almost everything I adore on the wiki when I first started. So I have to at least mention the fact that 140 and 610 are like super important to me. 140 is amazing. There would be... Yeah, 140 is just straight up amazing. 610 is also fantastic, but without those two articles, there'd be no Deva, and there'd be no Sarkis. <laughs> so even though 610 is technically not Sarkic. Yep. What the um, fuck is because Sarkis? Because it was written years... Yeah, yeah. Because Neco <laughs> Chris even wrote a thing, what the fuck is Sarkis? Fuck like, Sarkis? in a playful way. Um, years, Because years later, Metaphysician, uh, based on 610, and the thing that... Um, that Ip wrote, where it was about the beach, yeah. the the Church of the Broken God beach, where these weird six ten like entities kept showing up, and Meta was like, "What if those weren't just random monsters? What if there was like a whole culture behind them?" Meta's ability to uh, synthesize
2: and, and then create something original I from it is always so good.
0: Yeah, I mean hang King, like all I got right? I is, King is, is a
2: much better version of the King in Yellow. <laughs> oh yeah,
0: yeah. Um, I will say that one is also really good. That's seven oh six.
2: The Hanged King, seven. The, I the feel play. like there's an eight in there, like seven hundred eight. Or oh, okay. Why am I typing the numbers? Why am I not typing in the title? Uh, the Hanged King's Tragedy. You can hear my lovely keyboard again. <laughs> uh, great. That's the name of a tale by Obo Band Geek.
1: Boop. <laughs> uh
2: God damn it. Yep. Uh, this is this is good television right here. Uh, <laughs> King's Tri- the fucking scp and the and the tail have the same name you can't fucking do it's 701
0: oh 701
2: yeah that one is
0: dope let's <laughs> uh, do like the original image is gone but the, yeah. the new image is pretty good yep. too.
2: um yeah all right you, your turn well, I'm going to do multiple answers, too. Which I would have felt bad about it, except, that, yeah, you, we have except to. that you went and did it, too. So now I don't feel bad at all. i do it for all of these. <laughs> I have a better excuse for that this time, because my fir- my actual answer is also not a fair answer. Because my answer is, mm-hmm. of course, SCP-179, Sol Susor by Dr. Reach, which was not written during Series 1 and was mm-hmm. moved over from the Spanish Wiki into an open Series 1 slot and quickly... Um, becomes the best article in that series but it's not from then so it's not a fair answer um so i think my fair answer and this is this kind of sucks really because what is it with series one and about 800 of them not mattering because whenever somebody goes what's your favorite series one doesn't your brain start picking from the first 200 like why is that i (laughs) it's very rarely do you do you think of anything like if someone asked you what's your favorite series one would you ever start thinking well it's somewhere in the 800s but why is that why is it that the last half of that series doesn't seem to exist but anyway my answers aren't there <laughs> I would say it's either hey I said 610 610 and uh, 682 uh, representing the the later ends uh, and 999 <laughs> and then everything else is just a wasteland no one's ever heard of um, yeah I would say it's either 089 Tofet, which is the Moloch statue by Spike Brennan Uh, just because it's just... I always thought it was an edgelordy thing when I read it originally, and then I read it again, and it's actually a very clever moral conundrum as we talked Mm -hmm. about, I think, on the podcast a billion years ago. Yeah. And I also really love 058 Heart of Darkness by Nobody Knows Who It's By just because it's full of this portentous gibberish that it spouts that just it's it's great nightshade is shadows and all honest blinks that soar through the bile of newborn plagues instant warmth is a mother's milk and dreams before anything was ever evil whoa <laughs> that goes hard <laughs> so I, I really adore that one but 179 yeah, 179 great. is just the perfect transition from absolute eldritch monstrosity to unbelievably wholesome <laughs> it's just, just like like a record scratch. Sublime. I just love like that. Sublime. Literally Sublime. She appears in like everything I do now just as at least one cameo. She also appears in the next thing I'm doing briefly. Anyway. <laughs> it's like a trope at this point that I just can't stop <clears throat> using salsus or anyway. Uh should we just keep the same order?
0: Yeah, go ahead. You do series 2. All right. All right. So series 2, a little bit harder. Uh, but I will say uh, Tabula Rasa, which is SCP-1762 by Famine Pulse. Um, Famine Pulse has so many bangers in Series 2, uh, but this one's pretty high on the list. Um, basically, anything that's part of Holy Science is worth your time. Uh, if you haven't done it, look up Holy Science SCP, get to that hub, and click on all of those SCPs, because they are fucking Wonderful uh in a terrible they're they're horrific um and they're the most lynchian things i think i've read on the wiki um famine post was a huge inspiration for the way that i well i don't know if i write the same way with victim that's not true but like that same sort of energy of like just these little snippets of insanity for sure. um uh, which is super good and i want to even though it's in a different uh uh, series also in holy Science is the blind idiot which is yeah, 2682 yeah. and
2: holy shit that's incredible is that you you're are you done, done yeah i only two? picked one you? this time Well, i've got two yeah uh one we already talked about which is 1425 star signals by silver escher oh which yeah is just yeah, yeah. so fucking cool we talked about that on the oh. Fifthism episode but it, it's, it's it does unitary. not get old no and, and yeah. it is a very similar to the famine pulse vibe that you're just talking mm-hmm. about Um, And the other one is uh, the father of the entirety of series six and seven, basically the spiritual creator of things that came much later. 1233, the lunatic by cadaver commander, moon champion. Oh, which basically years earlier. uh, Presaged the entirety of series five, series six and seven, all the loud, funny things. Mm-hmm. hog slice and death knife and like all of the plague pgp and dune stuff comes co- comes yeah, out of absolutely. cadaver commander is amazing he's always fun really good author and, and a yeah. friend no i mean they're all they are uh all of his stuff
0: is really good but that one especially is you your, I'm tonight you brush remember tonight
2: you brush your tooths among the stars <laughs> God, so good it's great uh, <laughs>
0: Uh, um, all right uh, so series, series three, three. Uh, this is easy but I'm going to throw out a lot of mentions because they matter You're but totally for me I think
2: answer, anyway. but go on
0: yeah uh, 2922 which is the first Korbenik article nice. um, no it's. I don't think it is the first but it's the first one that really explains what Korbenik is which is I, I, I always thought it was titled just Korbenik but on the main list it says notes from under so I, I don't know like, I don't know if somebody mixed it up, but that's the one that uh, is where a researcher gets a you know a, a telepathic phone and it into her head, and then she dies, and she starts calling the uh, foundation uh, from the afterlife, which is Korvenik. Um, And like all the Davey Fool stuff, it starts with this idea that could have just been the SCP (laughs) and then just takes a left turn because that doesn't matter anymore. That's such a cool thing. Uh, Like so many
2: people do one where they have an anomaly that is totally just an excuse to tell their story. And that usually means the anomaly sucks. But Davey Fool does this thing where he somehow manages to earn it by going like, I am going to just ditch the anomaly. But I'm gonna make it like such a good anomaly that you're like, holy shit! He's blowing oh, a yeah. cool anomaly just to tell us this cooler story. I really respect I mean, shit that. <laughs> he does it all the time. He did it like in Last Ride of the
0: Day. Yep. Like, I mean, like it's that's not the point. The machine is not the point. Uh the not the point. But and Ubu you know, is also not the
2: point. <laughs> it's, right. So funny. Right. The point is this minor character who suddenly becomes not. <laughs> it's great. Uh, yeah. Um,
0: and I mean, it's just, you know, I, I've read God, all the stuff like four times. So and that one, especially because that one is the one that really leans into being a serious, you know, eldritch yeah. cosmic horror thing. And then he turns it into a bunch of comedy, which is, again, like just so interesting that he did it so straight at first. And then that's just the, the basis for, you know, space America, as you put it. Right. Um, uh, but the other ones, I think, matter. Uh, other than please go read all of three minutes. Um, you know, metaphysician Sarkic stuff all started in series three. So yep. 2480, 2408, 2191, et cetera, et cetera. Um, They're all incredible. Yes, uh, 2075, which is Varus. He didn't name it. Uh, yeah. So I I can't not mention yeah, Varys- obviously.
2: Yeah. He didn't name the one I did because the only one I picked was 2264 in the court of Alagata. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Love that article. Fucking spooky as shit. Uh, it's incredible. Oh,
0: the description of the the weird like
2: orgies and
0: the fucking and the, weird, the ambassador
2: like... of Alagada, who's just so horrifying that they just have automatically yeah. lost as soon as he gets there.
0: Oh man, that's and then the description of what the agent who came back is physically like yeah because of what happened even though he's able to tell the story
2: uh is just like oh god <laughs> fabulous article it's an article so good that he was able to get away with doing it twice because there's also the tale of the wandsman in the court of the hanging king which is essentially mm-hmm. just another angle on the same story but it's just it's so good that it doesn't even matter it's good to have more of it i mean that's what operation galahad is with
0: the, you know yeah, Corbin. it's true it's good you stuff. You get an idea that's um, good enough people will want to see more of it. Um and god our our entire fucking writing career on the wiki is doing an SCP and going I want to write a tale about. Yes, us. exactly.
2: And
1: that's both of them. That's us. a thing that
2: used to happen all of the time and doesn't happen as much yeah. anymore and it's I think it should uh, normalize white person clapping in between each word. Normalize writing companion tales. Fucking hate. normalized reading. I hate when people do that. class. Uh, no, yeah, normalized not. reading. Yeah. Let's well, not. Let's not go too normalized, far down this.
0: Normalized here. fucking reading prose. Okay. SCPs are not the only thing on the wiki. <laughs> um, but yeah. Uh, series three is, I think, series two has a lot of really impressive stuff that germinated the the potential, uh, really elevated it. It could have just been another thousand murder monsters, and it wasn't. But I feel like series three is where I start to see the really serious literature uh i mean except for the ones that we mentioned and a couple other ones from series two that are just like wow um series three series i think is where the ambition really started to show
2: and then for some reason series four i know the least of out of the entire set
0: yeah i picked two that are in the first 10 (laughs) i'm a little better than that okay what do you got they're so good uh first is scp 3002 Uh which is attempts to assassinate thought Mm. Uh, which is fucking incredible it's incredible i uh, i don't even want to say what it's about by me because uh, i don't want to spoil it yep it's That's so great. good uh by May D, yeah and then uh but honestly it's hard not to give it to 3007 which is planet of two artists um which is you know by barely a, a written work um But it's you know I I that one is incredibly inspiring. There have been multiple articles that I have written that are just trying
2: to capture that same feeling. That one's great. We Um, we covered that one on the show just because it's so fucking cool. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, we did. What episode? I don't remember, but I do remember seeing
0: this. Oh, you know what? They were. We did one on previous KCon entries. Oh, that's what it would have been. Yeah, the ones that didn't win. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, This is better than two (laughs) thousand. Yeah, I mean it's better than most of the things I've written. It's just yeah, and it's barely got any words. Uh, it's I've never seen something use media so well. Um, there's a lot of good stuff with really great images, but this is entirely reliant on this image, and right. the image actually tells a story. And it works uh, and it works, and it's real spooky. Uh, it's in this very silent, excellent fridge horror way, for
2: sure. All right, you go. Uh, the only one I picked is the only one I could think of, which is thirty-three nineteen, the Clusterfuck Ellipse by uh, Debut Fool, which is the how we ended up as the third moon story.
0: <laughs> yeah, that one's great.
2: So fucking bonkers and crazy. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, That's the only it's one. I picked in this whole series.
0: <laughs> Good God, uh, people! If you're listening to this show and you haven't read Three Moons, fix that. Right on. It's it's great. I mean, it's popular, but it's popular for a fucking reason, and it's still not as popular as I think it should be. Uh, yep, it's, it's it's crazy when you go look at these ratings, and you're like, oh, this is only three hundred. Should really? be
2: one of the pillars of wow. the whole thing. Yep.
0: Yeah. Um. All right. Uh. Series five, right. uh, and I put a note in saying now this is just getting impossible. Um, because this <laughs> is when we. Uh, did you start writing a series? 5? I five started writing a series, series six. six. Okay, so I started writing in series five, and so that was when I was really paying attention to a lot of stuff. Um, so, the the first I will mention, I'll I'll mention three that I think are just really incredible, um, and two of them are pretty boring. Four thousand and forty nine ninety nine. Four thousand. Um, so both influential entries. Four thousand is incredible. I'm not the biggest fan of the way that the Faye have continued to be a thing. Mm. Not that I don't think it should exist, but I don't want I to write about it. Trying to bait Ralston I... into finally coming on the show. No, yeah, no, no. Oh yes, yes, come on the show, <laughs> Ralph. Um But uh, I, I, I think four thousand is my favorite KCon entry. That isn't yours. Uh, the the one that won, anyway. Yeah. Um, yours is definitely my favorite. Um, well, golly, thank but, you. Until, uh, until you win the next one. I'm not going to win one. I don't win anything. Um, I hadn't won anything S- <laughs> Well, that's true. Um, but I will say that uh, this is also the series that gave us um, your friendly neighborhood Keeter, which is yep. 4051 by Nagiros, which is fucking okay, incredible. Uh, and obviously is important to us because we've written that character a bunch. But uh, just so good. Um, but my real answer is is unsurprising, um, because it's a tie between 4494, the Spectre, Mm -hmm. and 4246, Thalassomania, or Dreams of the Firstborn, by metaphysician. Right. And Spectre is... Mordos, I I believe. believe. Mordos, okay. Um, Those are wildly different articles, um, but uh, they're both just fucking... Yes, a completely different... I, that's uh, great, because that's... they're just That's, the, that's everything I want <laughs> to write, is those two things. The really high, incredibly intellectual, uh, history-based alien horror thing, uh, and also the silliest characters imaginable.
2: See, that's funny, because that's the nature of the answers I have for this series as well. Because <laughs> I have two choices, and they also could not be farther apart. Because one of them is, <laughs> nice. of course... Special Quarantainment Procedures, (laughs) SCP-4612, Not All Gods Decompose by Grigori Carpin, which is the beginning of the Hecatonkery Cycle, which is just this fabulous bit of gothic horror that uh, bleeds into the present day and sets the tone for your series going forward, which is just fabulous. And of course, SCP-4601, Revenge of the Red Menace by Nick the Brick One and Boogeyman 23, which is about Senti Fire Truck fighting fires and and trying to be Batman. (laughs) (laughs) that's that one's real good so good
0: way to go way to go nick that one's real good yep
2: yep um uh, that just asking if i could use that in our resurrection series (laughs) was how i met nick and boogie both well no boogie actually uh greenlit my original scp (laughs) oh that's funny um but yeah uh, just so good but the contrast between those two (laughs) (laughs) your gothic horror and their Uh, ridiculous fire truck um but at the same time it's amazing also i think is it 4182 there is no site 5 is is in this series as well oh
0: yeah god damn that one's great hippo i mean great hippo has so many good ones but i don't think anything comes close to there is no site number Five. that's so good it's it's so short and punchy
2: it's it's the only time i've ever been scared by an image getting Coming, coming towards me. <laughs>
0: yes,
2: and it's the first
0: time I saw video on right. the wiki. It's so multimedia. Uh, his thing. I don't, I don't know if it was the first one to ever use video, but that was the first one I saw. Hippo did it best. And uh, I'm still a pretty big fan of Ken Burns presents SCP <laughs> whatever, which is by Kate McTeeris, which is amazing. And what about um, SCP?
2: What, what the hell did you end up getting? Seven thousand and seven was it? Oh right, yeah,
0: yeah. I guess I guess I did a lot you of video. Did quite time. a
2: lot of video in in your uh, your, your seven con entry. Who's that
0: one it? should be my hardest. My answer for
2: my hardest because that yeah, misfortune writing
0: culture. that article, writing that article wasn't hard, but making the those videos were really hard. I mean, should I even got a voice actor to come in <laughs> and do stuff? Thank you, uh, Jack Magrini. Beautiful. Uh, yeah, he did an amazing job. Uh, okay. Um, but yeah, I I feel like the way that we diverge in terms of what is important to us in series 5 is exactly why the wiki is so important because it is the place where the specter can exist and it's the place where you know my 4612 can exist like it's it's just you can write anything uh, yep. there'll be trends there's always going to be trends but you know there are people that have no idea that i write serious horror and and drama because they know me for victim. And there are people that don't know anything about victim because they just pay attention to the Vanguard stuff. And it's, it's hilarious. Yep. Um, also, that's a crime. You guys should all read all of my shit. Fuck you. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, but no, I mean, like, and that's, I, I think that's, I mean, all of the stuff I write is, like, in wildly different tones. Um, for sure. And that's why I like it here. It's what I will probably always do is, you know, shifting a tonal narratives. Yes, no fun honestly. getting stuck in a rut. Do whatever you want. I constantly am like, I'm gonna do something different. This is different. Yep. <laughs> I don't know how many author posts was. Well, this is experiment. <laughs> <laughs> um. All right. Uh. Series six. Series six. Uh, I'm gonna be sappy. My favorite is the name snake, which oh, is fifty eight sixty six. Um. I love all your stuff, but I think. I mean, I, I think there's stuff that you've written that's probably technically better, um, but I I love that one more than anything.
2: Um, I guess 5866 love... is my highest rated no cheating article. It's the highest rated one that I wrote by myself oh, really? that is not oh, nice. on a contest, right? So it's not higher than 7,000, it's not higher than 6,500, but I think out of all my articles that don't have something else boosting the rating, I think it's the highest rated piece I have nice uh it's uh well deserved
0: um Thank you. i like it. i you know i mean that series is where you came uh into your own i think it's where i came into my own um That's where i have the most uh
2: most articles written
0: out of my bunch i think i wrote like yeah i think definitely there. me too yeah definitely most of my scps are in series six uh with the, the occasional on seven and eight right a lot but,
2: more tales yeah, it's because, it's because we're doing so many more tales take up all the time yeah yeah, yeah exactly um, uh, all right, what's your favorite s- in series five? So right, we're in series six now. The six, sort of, yeah, the, yeah, Uh The one that I had written down, I am very deeply fond of, and then I realized it actually comes up again in a question later on. Uh, Fifty nine twenty three, the place I belong by Gregory oh. Carpenter is just just. The spookiest shit, and it came out of absolutely nowhere. And this is one of your ones that's—it's mm-hmm. not connected to, really to the other stuff that nope. we're doing. It's not a victim thing. It's not a Hecatonchires thing. It's just this nope. story nope. of a sad town that misses its people. And it was so cool that I like—I th- I think a, a sign of my esteem, right? Is that my. Uh, First part of 6500 is a tour through anomalous locations, and the anomalous locations oh, it tours yeah. are Alagada, The Wanderer's Library, and This Place. And I mean, that's pretty good company for somebody to <laughs> <laughs> implicitly put you yeah, in. Yeah, for a
0: single article that just sits on there. And its it's just, It's yeah. such a
2: great, moody piece. Um, and of course,. Once you found that image, you, you had your mood pretty much set up right from the start. God,
0: that was literally on the first page of results <laughs> when I said Misty
2: River or something. I can't remember what but I like searched But that's so but... SCP. That's like old school SCP. You get a picture and the picture is just so the mood and you go, you know what? I'm doing this. I'm doing this. If, if for some reason
0: you guys don't know, uh, the opening image of that article is a man in a fedora. Uh, pretty pretty encrusted in the shadows, like you can't really see any details of him, uh, on a rowboat on a really misty river. Um, And I just, I saw that and was like, well, I'm writing a dude with a fedora on the fucking river. (laughs) (laughs) Because that image is gonna be used. Um, Yeah, that was my first, I think that was my first serious attempt to pull the fast one on the readers. uh, Because it starts off, and I think it does a good job of being really spooky. uh, But that's not really the point because at the end it's just kind of sad and uh yeah i was really uh not dealing well with the pandemic uh two two of my uh creepy but end up being sad things are just me writing about being isolated in the pandemic during the period where i didn't even get to see my girlfriend uh
2: or you know any other human being yeah the mushroom (laughs) one which i think you've mentioned already once haven't you the mushroom one Yeah, 5079. Yeah. Love that one. That is so good. Actually, that could have made my list as well. That one's so so clever.
0: Uh, shout out to Nico, because Nico's crit at, led me to rewriting the ending, and it is so much better than it used to
2: be. Nico is a champion. Uh, big big yep. fan. Good friend. Love yep. Nico. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, gotta shout out uh, the, the introduction of making you do the goddamn work on the scp wiki the article that comes right before what well, at one point was my most ambitious article uh, scp 5242 placeholders scp integer which is just oh, fucking yeah. bonkers and created what has to be i think inarguably the most well-known character created from that point onward on the scp wiki which is his author avatar <laughs> Yeah, sometimes controversially so. so frequently uh, controversially so, but the fact remains that, yeah, I think his author Avatar is the best known person that's been created in the SCP Wiki since Series 6. <laughs> um, yeah. And 5242 being right before 5243 is why he read 5243, which is why he contacted me. We became friends, and then we wrote the Rise No Canon, which combines those two articles in a row into one article that's horrifying. <laughs> and, uh, that, and that sort of in a circuitous way, leads via 682 to admonition. <laughs> so it was yeah. quite a
0: big deal. And, and, and your guys' previous established relationship is why
2: 6500 worked out the way it did. Right, yeah, I, I called um, him in because uh, yeah. he, he had nothing. <laughs> the theme, when the theme came out as nature, uh, I sent yeah. him a PM yeah. and I said, don't quit the wiki. <laughs> and his immediate response was, all caps. I'm mad about nature because <laughs> he had no fucking idea what to do. So I got him into yeah, 6500, and then he caused the whole second half of it to happen a few months or a month. And later. also the original climax. Yeah, was, he he wrote was, the was ending, was um, yeah. the, the ending part, and made that work phenomenally well. Um, oh yeah. And then he took the yeah. lead on the second half. Um, and he did all the the majority of the CSS work as well uh, on the first half. Yeah. Yeah, it was that project went so well. Everybody added so much to it. All seven yes. of our authors and all of that's our uh, all of the artists who aren't aren't credited as so authors artists, who did all kinds of phenomenal work just great article. Mm-hmm. But yeah, uh, that's the that's I think that's me for series 6.
0: Yeah, so uh I have zero shame saying that the best article in series 7 is 6500. <laughs> I would never pick my own article as a favorite thing, but I think I get to here because I'm not talking about my stuff in there, even though it matters. Um, There's just so much to fucking love. Uh, I don't think anyone has done anything like it since. No one had done anything like it before. Um, No complaints. I, I don't know how the fuck we managed to make something that is longer than most novels. Um be so fucking good uh when it's reading it on a website <laughs> i mean it's kind of nuts um yep it's kind of um, and i'm just yeah insanely proud on. of it so it yeah, absolutely is that, maybe it's it's uh, maybe it's gauche to say sixty five hundred five is my favorite fuck it get your own, fuck own
2: podcast him. if fuck it. you want to name your articles That's right um i'll i'll throw a few who a few in here that we didn't write um Probably the, the one that is on my list of, of SCPs that I sent to my friend to go, like, here's what you can do in each series, like, here's, here's, mm, here's pieces uh-huh. that push the series along, uh, is 6987. Let me get the exact title here by Lord Zunu. You are legally entitled coverage as an employee of the SCP Foundation, provided by <laughs> Goldbaker Rhines Limited which is the SCP oh Foundation's God. anomalous insurance policy that they are in the process of renegotiating. And that article is just fucking great. And that actually is Incredible. my answer yeah. to GOIs that need to be used more as Goldbaker Reins because the, the idea of this multiversal insurer with, with this financial esoterica theme where they're very clearly playing all sides and all eventualities is, is really fun and really well done. And it's it's like the it's the high effort, totally serious half of Lord Zunu's uh, input into the community, um, which is my preferred half. <laughs> when he goes high effort yeah. and serious, he's amazing at it.
0: Yeah, we talked about this stuff a lot with SBC. We did.
2: Um, yeah, so he's also he, really he's good. Really at it. A lot That's of the thing SBC can't be described as serious, but he does a great job with that. I mean, I mean, well, I, mean very, I mean the non completely. It's very high.
0: <laughs> lit- it's like high concept, but it's still a joke. It's 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 impressive. But yeah, the non trolley
2: stuff. Uh, not that I'm bashing his his. his, no, his no, no, no. He's not very he's good at the trolling.
0: Trolling, stuff. but he's
2: very yeah, good at but, it. it. It's just I I prefer it's I, I prefer the the artistically satisfying stuff. yeah
0: i i think gold banker is incredible and i would write for it it's just it's way
2: too close to what i do for me, so <laughs> right know, thank you right i mean not that i do insurance law, but like no yeah that's too close no i get that's you um i throw it in whenever i get the chance it's probably in both of the uh Breach goes on books i'm pretty sure it's in Seven Thousand somewhere yeah it is it absolutely is um but mm. i mean he fucking earned that because he kept advertising that scp for me during the contest that's True, he did yeah. um Another one I want to mention from from um, series seven, though, is sixty eight nineteen by Rounderhouse. What is the title of it? Um, just because I just bioluminescence. It's a one about driving at night on a uh, on a lonely, lonely highway yeah. where you start to encounter something, and I, I, it's one that I can't spoil. I guess. <laughs> the whole the whole point of it is to read it, but it's one of the just spookiest moodiest pieces and i really 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 adore it and also i i feel slightly entitled naming this one because he wasn't sure about it and i was like you fucking post this this is really good <laughs> and uh, it's 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 amazing oh one i forgot to mention for
0: series uh six was i think it's series six and i don't remember the number but he did one where it was like a automated doctor like surgeon mm-hmm. suite Thing, and it's kind of a joke in some ways but it's a really sad joke <laughs> um i think it does, it does. Uh, not sad like it's bad but like uh it, it it's a it's a very short article right. like, god i can't remember the number but um it's it's really really good that's uh, shocker rounder house is yeah. uh, actually popular for a reason Yeah, it's weird eh? good writer weird huh good writer strange i, I
2: mean it's n- not always the case um not with him, I just mean in, in general. Yeah, I mean, we could just call it all the um, really successful thing. You know what I really liked in Series 7? 6820. Not a lot of people have read that article. They should go check that one out. <laughs> That's true. Not, it wasn't, it 800s? Uh, it's got to be. Uh, 6820 is the highest rated thing that wasn't in the KCON in that entire series of a 1,000 articles. I think it's higher than 6500, though. Well, yeah, and um, we passed the article that originally passed yeah, we, we we're in seventh place out of all a thousand articles, specifically because sixty eight twenty has edged its way in there. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Um, um. Uh, yeah, but that's admonition for you. Uh, God only knows when they'll put it another one of those. Anyway. Does God know? Are we not, are you I'm calling not, yourself God? I just <laughs> say I know, obviously. Why would 100%. I know? So SCP series eight. We're on series uh, eight. Ah yes the yeah, one we're on. so the
0: current series uh so this is not favorites obviously Able, there's yeah. a lot of great stuff <laughs> for all of these series oh yeah but uh, i will say these are i'm gonna pick two and these are both by asabi which oh, is good. if you haven't read if you haven't read 7900 which is a place to drown oh. or 7470 which is m is for moonlight fucking fix that. That's a bad idea and He's go read it's a bad idea. It's, yeah, sorry.
2: I said it's no, hobby is it's a bad idea. It's the friend name, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah.
0: Um, doesn't do a lot of stuff. Kind of waits for inspiration to strike. But um, good god, these two articles mm-hmm. are fucking magical. So uh, they're they are they are metaphysician. If metaphysician wrote completely different. Uh, so it's not <laughs> yeah. it's not, yeah. it's not a, it it's not in any way shape or form trying to mimic metaphysician's style or it kind of is but uh feels very different um we've talked about it before but asabi's stuff has this religious awe to something inhuman and horrible so it makes you uncomfortable instead of it being a jump scare it's 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 it's, it's Fucking yeah, real
2: good. it le- leans particularly on the benthic horror, which is to say the water, watery horror in yeah. a lot of cases which yeah. uh, which even the best of Lovecraft's stuff the uh, the idea sure. of the sunken city of a yeah, right, and it's but Isabi's is better because <laughs> it's written on the yeah. SCP wiki so it's not fucking racist like Lovecraft
0: well some of the stuff on the SCP wiki is kind of racist yeah but none,
2: <laughs> none of the stuff written by our friends thankfully, <laughs> no
0: Yes, thank God. That's not a coincidence. Um, There's
2: a direct correlation there. <laughs>
0: that's right. If you re- if you write something edge lord and cringe, uh, I probably won't talk
2: to yeah, you. Yeah, really. No, uh, the, the, the cosmic horror stuff that Asabi writes is so fucking good, and it's always such such mm-hmm. a charm when it comes out. It.
0: It's subtle. It's really subtle horror, uh, and that's tough to do in you know short
2: flash fiction. It really it is. is. Uh,
0: they do it. They do it. Anyway, Uh, uh, what's your choice for Series 8? I feel
2: a little embarrassed saying this, because from what I remember last time this came up, you said, yeah, but it's kind of too similar to this earlier one that everybody knows it's really popular, and I get that, but I don't give a shit. I think my favorite SCP, just because it just appeals so much to me in its topic... Uh, this, this this sense of just fatalistic urbanism but the sense of hope that's springing up inside of it and also the Lewis Carroll level of just in, insane insanity from the characters in it and the, just the sentimentality and nostalgia. I think my favorite period is probably 7005, uh, The Neon God by Tufto. I just really adore Oh, well.
0: I, I, I I don't think it's
2: bad. I know you don't think it's, it's bad. Obviously so you just, it's it's having, obviously having, everything Tufto does is good. having read Lamplight, I think you said that it's it's a lot like Lamplight. Which it of was course, a little of course close it is, it's like very similar to Lamplight. Yeah. The thing is, mm-hmm. I like Lamplight, but I really love seven thousand <laughs> <laughs> five. I think it's so I think
0: bad. seven thousand five is better than Lamp Light, honestly, in a lot of ways. For sure. Um
2: I think seven thousand five is better than seven thousand in a lot of ways. I don't think it would have been a better KCON winner, but it's definitely better article. <laughs>
0: It's hard not to look at the way Tufto writes and think, Why "Holy can't shit!" I do? Yeah, I know.
1: <laughs> <I've seen> Tufto is <laughs> like, well, uh, your favorite author. Could I do author, this? So.
2: Yeah, yeah. Tufto's real good. Tufto is real good. Tufto is really, good and I writing. really like Seven Thousand and Five. It's just beautiful. Yeah. It doesn't hurt that uh, yes. "Sound of Silence" is also one of my favorite songs. So. <laughs> right.
0: All right, we are finally done with toasts fucking endless. Uh, <laughs> Take a half right, the episode uh, or more. That was
2: literally like 15, 20 God, We're not getting through two. all these in one go. Anyway. We've gotten about a fifth of we'll the way do, through the we'll
0: list. Do, <laughs> we're, we're doing all of it. Um, oh, God. Okay. W- Wonder Blunder says, in terms of media projects outside the wiki... Uh, books, games, movies, television. Are there any you're excited for or would recommend? Yeah. Um, what would your dream project be? I think I maybe interpreted this question wrong because I thought they were talking about SCP projects. And now I'm realizing it was a lot wider. Well, I,
2: I, answered, the, the, I answered the second half with like an SCP thing. But the first half, I just listed a few media things that I like that aren't SCP. Because <laughs> that's what the All question is. Right. Well, you go first. Okay. Okay. Uh, I'll recommend two media projects, which both actually fit into that that description better than any other description. And the first one will be The Expanse, which is both a novel oh. series and a television series by James S. A. Corey, who is actually two people named uh, Daniel Abraham and Ty Frank, I think, uh, which is mm-hmm. uh, science fiction s- set in just the solar system because... Um, that is how you do hard science fiction because it's quite a big place, the solar system. And, and then mm-hmm. and then non-hard science fiction intrudes quite violently onto their already badly stratified and fucked up human society and make, mm-hmm. makes them um, have to work out their humanity. And it has very well-written characters, like brilliantly written characters who were brought to life phenomenally well in the television series. It's a very rare case where the books were really good and the adaptation improved and expanded on the books, which is not a thing you're ever even allowed to do. And I'm astonished they were able to do it in the first place. Um, so I'm Very deeply fond of The Expanse. Um, and the other one I want to mention is Fall in London, which is a Lovecraftian horror, Victorian-era setting um, created by Fail Better Games, and they've got multiple games set in it. One is a browser game, which is the one they started with, which is called Fall in London, which is essentially a the world's most complex choose-your-own-adventure RPG, um, which is just a phenomenal. It's Nothing you can play in a internet browser is anywhere near as complex and cool and well-written as Fallen London, which then gave them the springboard to make a series of video games called Sunless Sea and Sunless Skies, which are just some of the best-written, spookiest, most beautiful, just phenomenally cool, clever, darkly humorous um writing uh, i've ever seen in any kind of video game so those are the two things i would throw up there the expanse and fallen london as as sort of settings media projects as it were i wish i could i i enjoy the concepts
0: at play in, in some of these uh i didn't really enjoy playing it so I didn't for think a lot of
2: people the gameplay is a problem because the game yep. alternates between two styles of gameplay one is a choose your own adventure game And the Mm -hmm. other is a sailing a ship through a a black uh, uh, underground ocean and fighting Mm -hmm. off monsters and going from port to port and exploring. And the problem a lot of people have with the game is they don't like one or the other of those two things. (laughs) But if you like both of them, it's the best game ever made. No, I get it. Uh, I don't. Yeah, I didn't really
0: like the way the, the controls worked with the boat. I uh, found it pretty frustrating Yes, but, uh, but like yeah I've, I've, I've watched yeah I've, yeah, but that doesn't sound fun um, I, uh, but I've, I've watched a lot of people play it and I've read quite a bit about it and I think it's
2: fucking fascinating so phenomenally um, well written the writing and all of their stuff is just yeah. amazing which is yeah. why I'm subscribed to Fall on London and play it most days
0: um, so I thought that this question was asking about SCP stuff because I don't know why I'm stupid that's um, fine. So I'm going to give a really quick answer, which is I'm excited for uh, 5K, which seems good and scary. Oh, yeah, by uh, Afri, uh,
2: Interactive. Uh, 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 I've heard of that.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hear they might have stories uh, at some point. They, they might maybe have some yeah. story. Yeah, hope they got um, somebody good to write it. Yeah, me too uh and uh scp the offshoot which is this animation series that's been making the rounds Uh, it looks really incredible i'm a little biased because they used victim uh (laughs) recently already and uh it was i don't think i've ever been happier to see someone (laughs) animate something that was a product from victim i i i've watched it 20 times it's like i i i love it it's it's incredible um Shout-outs to Gizma, who's on the writing team, yeah. and, and told me ahead of time that they were going to use Victim, but I didn't believe him. know just how <laughs> well. Or believe, yeah. I mean, the thing is, you know, Victim has gotten a lot of attention on-site, uh, but not a lot off-site. So I don't know why that is, but it, you know... Uh, it, so it was amazing to see, and uh, especially an animated product It's incredible. Anyway. Um, so my real answer I guess now that I realize what this is um, so things I'm excited for um, I'm currently reading uh, The End and the Death Volume 2 which is the almost this is the penultimate book in the end of the Horus Heresy in Warhammer 40k <laughs> uh, it's Volume 2 and there will be a Volume 3 uh, this is a 55 56 book length series but you don't have to read them all uh but i have read like 20 of them um and i know that there are a lot of people that have a lot of misgivings about 40k for good reason but uh i i just adore it it's like shakespeare <laughs> on steroids uh with it's like shakespeare by way of michael bay by way of starship troopers by way of steroids I, it's just that's right yeah um mm-hmm. And it's, and this book is incredible. It's written by one of my favorite authors, which is James Abnett, who is the one who redefined the guardians of the galaxy for Marvel comics, along with, uh, Dan, uh, that's Dan Abnett, um, uh, and Andy Lanning. Um, they're, they the way that guardians of the galaxy is in the movies is based on Dan Abnett's comics. Um, and he, he's all, anything he does, I love. And he, this is incredible. Um, I'm also, and uh, I think I mentioned it later on, but uh, I've recently discovered Stephen Graham Jones, who is a, <coughs> who's an indigenous author, who writes from the perspective of being an indigenous Native American um, and writes horror. Uh, and he's incredible. I read his, not his first book, but the first in the series called uh, My Chainsaw. My, I'm sorry, My Heart is a Chainsaw. Uh, Which is about a narrative well teenager, uh, half uh, indigenous person who lives in a small town who is obsessed with slashers and is convinced a slasher is about to start happening in her real life. Mm. Um, Shocker, it's a horror book. Things do go wrong. Um, But it is so irreverent and yet so scary. It's really funny. It's really touching. And there are also moments that made me so fucking creeped out. Uh, and that is very impressive So J- Stephen Graham Jones Read everything by him please Awesome Alright what's your dream project
2: well, f- For some time I've thought It would be nice to do readings Of my stuff oh. Just cause I Like reading I like talking But I like talking <laughs> When I've got a script in front of me and it can actually be yeah. like good words. And I, I have from time to time wished I could do that. And occasionally people actually have been chucking sound bites at me of them doing the voices of my characters. I'm like, wow, that would be cool. Having like a like a video of people doing the voices and everything. And then I think, yeah, but the whole reason you're interested in this because you could just sit by yourself and do it and just read it all by yourself. Yeah. Uh, but the thing is like with an SCP, with a tale, you can one person do the whole thing. With an SCP, yeah. you fucking can't. And the reason you fucking can't is if you're doing it by yourself, you're gonna have to stop and read the dialogue tag every time a new character starts to speak, because otherwise no, it'll don't. just be your fucking voice. Yes, you do, unless you've got only two people in a dis- in a discussion. If you've, sure. I've got friggin' SCP logs where there's eight people talking. That's undoable yeah. unless you say Chief Ibanez says, Doctor Lillehammer yeah. says, and that would fucking blow. Tales you can just read because yeah. Tails preface themselves properly so you can tell who's talking without it constantly saying said 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 or it's already in the text where it says said (laughs) um with scps you'd have to get other people to get together and do it which which is relevant because i actually have something to say about a reading of one of my things later on very excited to to brag about that um but yeah reading some stuff and also reading other people's stuff might be fun as well Especially like That's stuff it? that hasn't gotten as much attention as it should. Maybe I'll uh, do a do a read through of the entirety of uh, the Hecatonkery Cycle when it's
0: done. <laughs> that would be amazing. <laughs> wouldn't it? Um, my dream project, uh, no joke, would be writing Superman. Did you say writing uh, Superbad
2: I... or writing Superman? Superman. <laughs>
0: yeah, I. I think uh, they already wrote Superbad. Think... Think... <laughs> yeah, they did. <laughs> uh, in all seriousness. Uh, I I really think I would like to do a Superman story. Yeah, uh, that really went in deep on the whole Kryptonian mythology and stuff. I think it would be really good. Awesome. I I mean I don't know maybe the people wouldn't agree, but I, I would love that. Um, yeah, Superman gets a bad rap. But in, in people
2: it, who don't really get what's going on with the character. Yeah,
0: yeah, big time, big time. There's a lot of really intelligent motor. fucking writing in Superman. Um, and it's sad that people think that it, oh it's just well what's the what's the threat I mean he could just beat anybody it's like listen superheroes don't really lose so that's always the case right like even if Spider Man gets beat up like are you going to really probably eventually going,
2: I wonder if he's going to make it through this yeah
0: really <laughs> that's not the point the the fear of Superman is maybe he won't do a good enough job and somebody will die right uh, which is a way more interesting conundrum than oh maybe I won't be able to punch this guy hard enough.
2: Yeah, there's there's um, a, a panel in there's a very contentious series in DC called uh, Identity Crisis, where the premise was that the yeah. that the happy era of the whole thing was actually not happy and it was a sham, and somebody starts killing people to to unveil the sham, and it's 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 way too dark in a lot of places, but there's a really. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Ooh, suddenly overcome with emotion at the memory of a drawing. That's un- unexpected. There's a moment where uh, Batman's current um, current Ward's foster parents are in danger and he's like begging Batman to help and you can see in the art you can see Batman like mentally losing his shit and blue screening because he's flashing back to what happened to his parents mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's just that's what's cool about superheroes is it's not like, ooh, is he going to beat the bad guy? It's like, right. is he going to successfully like help and protect the people that it matters? And, and that's, that's the Superman thing. It's like going through the psychological implications and at the same time um, making it a fun adventure story. <laughs> right.
0: Yeah, I mean, the reason Daredevil works is because his nightlife is in complete ideological opposition <laughs> to his day job. <laughs> he is constantly breaking the law he's He's an officer of the court uh, and as a lawyer I've only appreciated Daredevil more (laughs) because he's so fascinating Um, and that's what makes all of these characters the good ones anyway really worth your time like Wonder Woman isn't cool because she beats people up uh, or she you know comes from ancient Greece that's that's boring a lot of these stories a lot of these characters have a lot of depth to it and Superman has such incredibly sublime stories that you know tell, you know, just the saddest, you know, a guy looking at a world that he's taken on as his home and watching us just fuck it up. Uh and relying on him to fix it. And it's it's good. Um but um currently I am sort of brainstorming uh, a new novel which is set in Prague after World War Two, World War One. Um, and it's uh, sort of creepy, Eldritch horror, um, and that is, I would say, making this work. If I make it work, I think will probably be my dream project because it awesome. actually has quite a lot going on, uh, and 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 will have further implications. Uh, but okay,
2: let's move on. Cool. Uh, uh, should I read? You that, read this one. Yeah. yeah. Sobek. Wow, we got a, we got an email from Sobek. That's we're we're really getting up there, eh? <laughs> um, favorite article under plus 50 of the last month question mark making it a question i would say uh probably gotta go with uh gregory carpin and prismal's uh, scp 6954 the muppets take the matter matterhorn written for uh pentagon's birthday celebration bonanza get that shit up there come on yeah, I'm really fond of that one. It's really good. Uh, it's been a little slow. Yeah, uh, boost yeah, it up. Sixty nine, fifty four. Fucking read about some fucking muppets, and and it's for our, for a cool guy's birthday. For Christ's sake, what the hell is wrong with you? Yeah, people? I don't know if you're gonna leave some um, dumbass comment. Anyway, <laughs> yeah.
0: <been> a <laughs> um, I, I'm gonna pick, uh, even though it's kind of one of Lord's. More trolley things. Uh, the Garfield timeline is so fucking <laughs> Fuck. funny. Yeah. It's so I should funny. I got credit on like, that. Like I just,
2: I, uh, yeah, you should. I got a piece of art um, there. I did. A, I did a whole new, extremely uh, yeah. high effort. Polk the Polk the lazy uh, yeah. cat. <laughs> which which take. Way more time than they look. Congratulations, live. congratulations on your congratulations cat cat. on your cat cartoon. The, the, I don't even understand <laughs> that. It's an inside joke that the entire fucking authorial Discord community has about me that I don't get.
0: <laughs> I don't know either. I don't get it, but it's it's just so absurd. That
2: just the whole thing is so funny. He just kept telling people to congratulate me on my cat cartoon, and now they just do <laughs> at random. I don't know what the fuck it means. <laughs> it's very strange. <laughs>
0: I mean that cat cartoon from the uh, what was which one was that? It's from, from that it's from fifty three
2: eighty two. It's from the original silos right, list. Right, 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 right. Um, Is really great. Uh, it looks professionally done. Yeah, well, oh God, I, I barely could draw a cat. I'm not. I'm, I can only draw people, and even that it's not a cartoon. Really well, but with the cat, I just the beauty of it was it's a. Polk the Angry Cat is a mockery of Garfield, but it is a mockery of Garfield by way of The Angriest Dog in the World by David Lynch. (laughs) Which is just a comic strip where the art is the exact same every week, but just there's people talking over it and they say bizarre things that don't make sense because David Lynch is amazing. So I just basically made the the laziest cat in the world. Um, And yeah, that's a thing. But yeah, the Garfield timeline is, is a great example of extraordinarily high effort towards a cryptic end which is one of those things that lords lord really flourishes at
0: yeah it's uh it's technically under 50 um it's fucking hilarious uh yeah so cool. does the black moon howl
2: only for those with an unwavering desire to hear the truth access granted you have been selected for an opportunity an orientation as a trusted associate if you will into the secured, contained, and protected files of the foundation. SCP Unredacted distributes new files for review Wednesdays at 5 p.m. Eastern on secure channels
0: on YouTube, Spotify, and SCP-unredacted.captivate.fm. Hey there, fans of Simply Creative People. We're still mostly unsponsored, so any financial help you can give us through Harry's or my Ko-fi helps keep the show running. If you can't support us financially, just try to spread the word about the show. We've grown in the last year of production, but I think there's still a wide audience of SCP fans out there who would get a lot from our podcast. Finally, in every episode, we leave a link in the description to my author page and to Harry's, along with our guests. Consider clicking through and checking out our work. We've both been so pleased to see the growth of the show and hope you'll consider reading some of our stories on the wiki. Thanks so much for all the support during this first startup year of the show. Here's to five more years of episodes. Uh, all right, where were we? Uh, oh, Lucille. All right, uh, so <laughs> Lucille's. Sorry, Lucille's question is what needs uh, what, to change. What,
2: what Lucille is this? is this? Is this any Lucille that we know, I don't or is this know. Just a Lucille? I don't like. Know. Was this Laren, or was this just a different Lucille?
0: Let me double check. I feel like it's a very Lyran question. It does
2: feel like a Lyran question. It does. Knowing whether or not this is Lyran, Lucille determines what kind of answer to give to it. <laughs> <laughs> do we give it a straight answer or do I do I give it like a screwy weird answer? Or do I... I'm just uh, I'm just filling air, folks, until Gregory finds out who sent this message to us. Um,
0: it seems like the users I don't know. Maybe
2: I should ask you guys uh, some questions. Why are L- you listening? C Y L. That's not Lirin. L C Y L. I think I think that might be. What see. Is it? Uh, yeah, that's Lirin. Okay, this is a Lirin oh, okay. question. Good to know. Oh, right. uh, okay. <laughs> so she, so obviously she wants some sort of chaotic response. What do you got? <laughs> uh, you don't have. I one. think people should fucking read more. That's what I think. <laughs> You're right about especially,
0: that. Especially, especially people that want to contribute. Uh, Or that already do. Uh, Lots of people involved in the site or that want to be authors do not go out of their way to read a lot of stuff. Uh, Also, hot take. I think there are too many fucking events and contests. (laughs) I think they should pull the fuck back on them. Because now it feels like there's one almost every month of the year. It's not true, but it's so much a part of the year that what it ends up being is that... uh, Lots of things submitted during any period of an event or a contest will be sort of geared along the same lines. And we just, it, it just kind of makes things during a certain period kind of come out that are a little too close to each other and, and are easier to ignore. Um, I miss where there was more space between for like weird shit to just happen. Um, I also think people should lean more into multimedia stuff, art, video, and music. For sure. But mostly I just think people should fucking read more. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Yeah, I think I think people need to start showing up with the urge to write something creative that stretches their boundaries and like mm-hmm. like a, the most creative original thing that they themselves with their unique brain are capable of making instead of coming in here to create the latest Uh, gecko what is very frightening because it can bite off your head Uh, I I think reddit needs to stop influencing (laughs) what people are coming in and expecting because there are a lot of people who will look at this really old stuff and because these people are very stupid and can't count they think oh Look, all of this old stuff is way better and more popular. Everyone likes Mm -hmm. it way better. You've all just absolutely failed because you're writing stuff now that is nowhere near as good as that old stuff because what they don't understand is that 15 fucking years of snowballing votes is the only reason that old stuff looks to you to have succeeded more. (laughs) And the Mm -hmm. new stuff is succeeding. People are writing new stuff all the time that is getting as good or better a reception now as stuff in 2008 did for a bunch of people who just right. gotten off of 4chan um, the reception has not decreased at all in fact people are now with all of this old work that has been going before them that is providing them with material and and lessons and and people to collaborate with it's getting better and better and people just need to stop trying to complain about how things have changed and how everything isn't as good as it used to be because it's actually better than it used to be. Stuff like the stuff they used to produce is still being produced in large quantities mm-hmm. and I'm going to kill the next person actually dead in real life. <laughs> Come at me, Cesis, who says some shit about how just, there aren't enough good articles like they used to write in Series 1 anymore because you haven't read all of Series 1. Go do that. You haven't. You haven't read all 1,000 articles. 999 articles. In series one. So if you really want to read those so much, just go do it and shut the fuck up. <laughs> like I will also oh, say... We need to do more stuff like that. Like, there is way more that you've never looked at. Go fucking read it and stop whining that we're not doing it now. Nobody wants to do it now.
0: I will say that I feel like... And maybe this is a hot take. Uh, A lot of the newer authors that are doing a good job coming out and and, and producing stuff are writing things that are kind of in some way similar to the people around them in their generation. Mm -hmm. And I think people should try a little harder to find their voice. Like, um, I was not satisfied continuing to write the thing that I thought I was good at at first. And I think almost all the authors... (laughs) that we know that we give a shit about on the wiki and otherwise the things they first started out writing is not what they ended up sticking with. Right. Um, Your voice is, it matters. And the only way you're going to find that is by pushing yourself, like you said, to do different stuff. Yeah. Like Like to to, just, you know, stop looking back to the older stuff in the wiki. That's better. Um, But also just, you know, uh,
2: what is it you care about? Don't like. Don't don't sell yourself short. You aren't. You aren't destined to make your only good contribution be a pale shadow of something written by a thirteen-year-old in two thousand and eight. For Christ's sake.
0: Also, um, you know, I think a lot of people come to the wiki and writing in general, but especially the wiki, and they're just like, "Oh, this is just for fun," which is cool. There's nothing wrong with that. Uh, That's great. But uh, they're overly concerned with writing something that is "quote unquote" cool. (laughs) <laughs> um, and you'd be surprised how often you can trip on that if you just wait around and like develop an idea that you actually give a crap about. Yeah. Because most of the time, I have read things where I can tell the author cares and put a lot of effort into it. It's good, even if it's not something I usually would like. Uh, and and, yeah. and and people tend to look at things on the wiki like, oh, I don't know, this isn't for me. Downvote. Right. And it's like, mm, mm, no. No, That's not how. No, I for me, I, if
2: I can if I can figure out what you were getting at, and I feel mm-hmm. like you got at it, and I don't find it societally reprehensible that you were trying to get at it, I am generally quite pleased.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, there are things I don't like, but then I just stop reading it, and I don't worry about it. I don't leave a nasty comment. I don't, you know, I'm I'm interested in reading stuff that people care about, uh, and you can see it all the time. But a lot of people come to the wiki and at first they're just trying to like do something cool or do something yeah. that is something that's non-specifically win over.
2: cool. They're like, I want to I have one that does well and is right. cool. They don't have an idea. They have the image in their yeah. head of how they'll feel when they have a, an article that does well. And that is not the best way to start.
0: Yeah. And pretty much everybody that's gotten any sort of success on the wiki, us included, uh, only did it. Once we, once the author tried to carve their own niche on the wiki. Right. Uh, we tried to do that from the beginning, which is not the norm, but that's, that's how you do it. Uh, and if you're writing something that could have easily been written by somebody else to, you know, who cares? Yeah. Like, I'm not trying to say everyone needs to be original. That's not the point. But if you're writing about something you care about, that'll be it obvious. It'll
2: automatically be better and it will come through. Yep.
0: Yep. Don't be afraid to let things percolate. You know? Absolutely. experiment. Like a fish. Anyway. So, I don't know.
2: Lucy, was that a good answer? (laughs) Probably wasn't nearly a rock enough for but that's okay. That's true. All right. Toast
0: has another question. We we get some more repeat questions in here. Uh, Have you, how, if at all, have your prospective careers influenced your writing? You go first.
2: Uh. My author avatar is an historian, large quantities of my stories are about history, or using history, are written using historical style documents. The illustrations in Bury the Survivors and Wrong Tomorrow are all faked into looking like they're on real paper, which is real paper from screenshots of paper I took from archives while working on my <laughs> dissertation. So <laughs> quite a lot. <laughs> I, I put a lot of history into what I do, which is why... Um, somewhat unusually among settings on the SCP wiki, the like active modern human beings part of my storyline covers something like the past 120 years, which is not normal. (laughs) Most people are writing in one specific period, and I have multiple periods in my story. I have a specifically old folks history period with older characters who exist in that setting, and it's all historical, and I use history all the time. My, uh, the Joe Clark explained scp is just one great big canadian historical political joke i i the arlo guthrie Woody guthrie one i wrote not long ago which is really f- way too fucking long for most people but really dear to me is just so fucking historical i read somebody's historical autobiography and then tried to learn how to draw like him to do a fake sketch from an excised part of his historical autobiography. <laughs> like I I, I I spend a lot of time on history stuff so uh being an historian uh, has quite a big effect on, on my SCP writing. And Gregory says, uh, not really. I just There's no law. Not at all. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, other than it
0: taught me how to research, so I try to uh, yeah. keep things Same. fairly accurate. But I mean, you know, there's only so much of that really relevant in my stories. Um, I do also touch stuff that is very history focused. I study archaeology mm-hmm. in undergrad, but, and most of my history stuff is like Ruins and old shit that has, you know, no history attached. It's all archaeological. But, um, yeah, I would say the only real way that it's impacted me is that my attitude towards writing Vanguard has been I want to tell fun adventure stories, but I want to tell them about uh, like a nuanced, grounded political story. Um, Because we could have easily turned this into just a like, and now they're not the foundation, but. Uh, there's a reason why I'm still writing about events that happened within a few months of 6,500 right. because it's the transition and the sort of political and PR things that they have to deal with. And that right. is sort of related to legal in some ways, right. but mostly no. Yeah. I don't legal writing uh, and creative writing don't have a lot of parallels. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, it doesn't make sense but like I, for me because like part of the reason I wanted to start writing for SCP was because I was finishing my dissertation And every time I'd write something fun they'd make me take it out right every time I'd write a sentence entertainingly they'd be like can you state state this like a normal person and I would just just dying a little bit inside even as it was really important work that I was really happy with so I was like you know what I, I need to just fart out something more fun um which ended up being this extraordinarily high effort million words of shit somehow um but but it was because I wanted to be able to do some creative stuff, even though I was forced to not do the creative stuff in terms of language uh, with my dissertation. And yet, you would think I would be sick of history, but the actual history stuff is in all of the stuff that I write. It's, o- it's only the don't write it like it's academic that's coming through. Which is funny, because then people tell me that my prose isn't clinical enough. <laughs> Well, fuck them.
0: Uh, Yeah, right on my first, like, in the first little paragraph on my author page, I I say I was drawn to the site and et cetera, et cetera, realizing what a wonderful creative outlet it would be, especially because a lawyer doesn't often have time for creative writing. Right. Uh, So, same. Like, it it affected me in the sense that, like, I was writing a lot and doing a lot of research, and it was all very not fun. It's not Like, I'm very interested in legal stuff, and I love the legal profession, but it's not it's not fun it's a job uh so i I, not a lot yeah
2: um just one last thing actually Uh, one way that it's affected my writing which a whole bunch of 12 year olds on the internet don't understand i'm going to lecture to the 12 year olds from my position as an extremely old person who's writing on a website perused by teenagers Uh, (laughs) um (laughs) no actually you're wrong about what academics sound like and i'm right all of you, every one of mm-hmm. you who's ever told me that my academics don't yeah. sound like academics, you're imagining them because you've seen them on television and you think you know. Or you think that you know what academics sound like because you've read Series 1 of SCP. Guess what? They're all eccentric goofballs who sound like they're fucking college students. I'm sorry that you don't think that's true, but anybody yeah. who has a yeah. PhD will tell you it is fucking true. <laughs> academics and people with expertise, people, anybody with letters after their names has an automatically screwier less mature brain it's just it's just eccentricity and intelligence tend to go hand in hand so i I have no know how i don't know if that's true for jds but (laughs) (laughs) well they've got that uh, being able to to even want to know the shit that jds have to know that's some level of eccentricity right there you gotta kill your soul a little bit Mm -hmm. that's that's what you gotta do right um but like all of these completely static um, please state your name for the record, SCP oh, like, yeah. Those people don't fucking exist. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm, so, yeah, I'm no. sorry that you guys have never met a PhD. I've met dozens. They're like I write them. Sorry.
0: Yeah, uh, you don't get anywhere in an interview
2: if you want to get information if you were to treat the interviewee as a fucking object. So, <laughs> oh, that one the, that doesn't work. This is irrelevant to the question, but that one bothers me from a dialogue perspective. Um, mm-hmm. try, try doing that out loud because mm-hmm. you can read it you'll read it and they'll go SCP-4698 can you please tell me what happened go, well okay, alright SCP-4698 please calm down it's like yeah I know they're trying to dehumanize them your mouth won't allow you to keep doing that I'm sorry it's not going to let you keep saying SCP-4698 I've, I've seen like uh, we've all done this people I respect have done this I've done this you've done this Rounder House has done it we're in the in the, in the middle of like a big ooh uh, action scene someone goes oh no it's SCP-4928 oh, yeah, yeah. It's like sorry, huh? no, <laughs> that's not very yeah. efficient in a conversation. At the very least, they drop the uh, the preface, yes, the prefix, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, but, but yeah, that just comes from people not reading their dialogue out loud. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. Yeah, that's why I feel like readings are hard to pay attention to for me
2: oh god yeah i know like, that really bothers I mean, me. even like, the really
0: yeah. good ones like fucking vulgan and you know uh it's just like oh god yeah how many times do you have to say that yeah, you just skip it say say the anomaly that's I say. When, you whenever
2: know? you are reading stuff on this podcast i hear you going the anomaly because it's just
0: yeah i don't i won't say it yeah no, cause it i say fucks it everything up if yeah. you do it the other way yeah absolutely. exactly anyway we'll, we'll, we'll. all right uh <laughs> bad egg uh, ask the question ask the question uh three questions uh are there any genres or even mediums that you think are underrepresented on the wiki uh i will say i think spy fiction and espionage yeah. are pretty underrepresented on the wiki um geopolitical stuff it's 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 why i am writing the way i'm writing nowadays right
2: yeah. I would awkwardly say slice of life and I say awkwardly because this was the case when they started writing and it's the case when I started writing and it's despite us, Mm -hmm. it's still the case that (laughs) there's not very much slice of life because even the people who start out wanting to write that end up writing epic narratives that sort of forget about the slice of life. (laughs)
0: Yeah. Um, Yeah. I mean, I never wanted to, but I I get, I mean, there's a little bit of that. It's, it's there's, there's aspects of slice of life in all of my tales because I want them to seem
2: human. Right. But, but I always want to be yeah. getting at something and then, then the big stories yeah. always rise up on top um mm-hmm. in terms of mediums I think more people could do more with music I know oboe band Geek did a lot with yeah. music and I know jackal related could do a lot of stuff with music if he stopped insulting himself for no good reason um Music and, and sound like that, for sure. Uh, also, games. I know a lot of people have been exploring the possibilities of having uh, more interactive elements. And I know Placeholder, in particular, was really working on some stuff like that with Billeth for uh, 7Con that didn't come to fruition. But I'm hoping it does eventually, because people who are able to do clever stuff with coding and get game-like stuff on there is neat. Obviously, I don't want that to become the focus, but as as a specific thing to to achieve on the wiki interactivity is a big one. I mean, 6,500 with its password. I, I still think that's a brilliant thing. And I, I am still, mm-hmm. it's very clever. Uh, and a lot of people really need to read more closely. Stop asking us what the password is. It's in there four fucking I, times. I put it in fucking bold, <laughs> right? One of um, those tales has it yeah. show up multiple times. Like, <laughs> you know, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, but The interactive, it's online these stories are online these people from 2018 who show up and go oh i see you don't think your words can stand on your own it's like well that's a bad faith interpretation of why we put up fancy art art and css so i'll do a bad faith response and say oh you just don't like it because you're no good at it yeah write something right go ahead
0: like everybody that's got a criticism go ahead write something (laughs) see if it's easy it's not easy
2: like, it's online, it uses the potentialities of a web browser mm-hmm. uh, doing something yeah. with the visuals and doing something with audio if you can, doing something with the CSS, doing images and stuff is not a way of hiding the fact that you've got a low quality bit of writing although for some people it is most of the time when someone accuses them of that it's just because they've got their fucking head up their ass about about what <laughs> writing is. It's like Yes, it is actually possible to have really high quality writing that has really high quality visuals attached to it and the high quality visuals aren't to hide the quality of the writing. They're because you're proud of the work that you've done and you want to present it in an interesting fashion. Um, Also, as if all those motherfuckers don't pay attention to Petscop or
0: Ten Tapes or other ARGs that are all about the visual medium but the only reason that they matter is because the fucking writing is good.
2: Right. And, like, and that doesn't—that doesn't occur to them because really, what the complaint actually is, and what I'm calling my bad faith complaint, I actually believe is the truth: is they haven't figured out how to do it. And it it gets more attention than just writing in plain text, so they're mad about it. It's like, oh gee, it does suck when you're too lazy to get a new skill, even though you're half my age and your brain works better, you fucking late. Okay, what were we doing? What were we talking about?
0: All right. Uh, Are there any specific... (laughs) uh, I'm just going to move on. Are there any specific authors you want to see write for a certain GOI who haven't already? I would
2: like to see Gregory Carpenter write for the Chaos Insurgency. That's unlikely.
0: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> uh i would absolutely adore it if Davey fool wrote a victim mm, come on mm. you, what do you uh, it, it, you knew what i was gonna say mm-hmm. if you didn't know that that
2: was what i was gonna say you haven't been paying attention. that's funny we both love dave, fool dave so dave please write my shit dave write a victim um that's that's yeah. funny because it would be incredible it would be incredible his style the fact that he can write the totally stuff stuff means he could definitely pivot to something mm-hmm. really good with victim um mm-hmm. I'm sitting here looking at my list, and it's funny because you went, Dave, you fool! Please write. I I put, Dave, you fool, writing Alagada. <laughs> also, would be amazing. I've also got Metaphysician writing Corbenic. <laughs> would also be good because yeah. there's Hell yeah, in, a, man. in a weird sense they are both super comparable. Their tones are completely yeah. opposite. Yeah, but where yeah. they converge on on the just the, the ontological cosmological horror side of things they converge so hard (laughs) which is probably why i like them both so much for sure Um, like a a a metaphysician debut fool 001 proposal that would probably just end the wiki right there (laughs) oh god that would be so good i don't know what it would be about Um, but it would be nuts it, it would be a great time
0: um and is there a pair of GOIs that you think <laughs> would easily make compelling foils of each other but have seen little crossovers?
2: Corbin and Canala <laughs> Yeah,
0: uh, I don't know how they... Yeah, I guess they might be. Um, victim. I'm actually kind thing. of at a loss for this. Uh, most GOIs don't have easy foils. Um, I I said I think it would be really cool to see Three Moons interfere with the GOC mm-hmm. or, or another established mm-hmm. GOI, not just mess with the Foundation. Fascist on fascist foils. Um, um also uh i don't know if this is an answer to the question but i am specifically requesting someone write a uh, a ga versus a uh, victim article oh, yeah. thank you god that yeah is, for yeah, sure that. absolutely that would work real well totally uh, i don't think i could quite do ga but uh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. somebody should do that
2: um yeah I, I wrote victim and Wondertainment actually a lot of these ones with like really specific um tones interacting with each other would be interesting
0: i think i think victim and Wondertainment entertainment would probably just appreciate each other
2: <laughs> well, that'd be kind of funny
0: <laughs> yeah just like a love letter they just just start out trying vi- to attack vic- each other and then just end up not yeah yeah <laughs> victim like starts off trying to troll fucking Wondertainment entertainment just goes you know you're, you're you're pretty sweet you're neat you got neat <laughs> stuff
2: uh <laughs> um all right let's, i didn't let's, take let's, the assignment at all seriously because the last one i have on here is serpent's hand and shark punching center because hands they could, they yeah. could have like a hand, arm wrestle. Ser- Perfect. Serpent, foil. The, I could see the title now: "The Serpent's Hand Strikes the Salatian" or some shit like that. Yeah. Or um, the serpent punching center. The serpent punching center. Yeah. <laughs> uh, wow. All right. Uh, why don't you read this one from Crow Cat. Was there ever a significant moment in your life? No. That changed the way you thought <laughs> about writing, slash significantly impacted the way you write. Hmm. You first. Me first. Uh, well, I already partially mentioned it. My dissertation, where I wasn't allowed to enjoy myself in, in the writing part of it, I really loved writing my dissertation. I loved the whole thing of my PhD. But not being able to phrase everything the way I wanted to because it wasn't clinical um, really uh, made me want to do more creative writing. And that had a really big impact on why I came to write in the first place. Uh, in terms of affecting the actual tone and style of what I write, not really. I think with most people it's just this big pastiche of all the stuff you've written and liked and enjoyed and the nonsense that flows through your head. And I think that's really what the answer is to that for me.
0: Uh, I will say that traveling really opened up my eyes uh, to the way other people live and the way other settings are. Uh, traveling oh, to sure. Europe and traveling to the Middle East yeah. uh, w- both made me feel like I could write in a very different way, a different setting. It's why almost none of my SCPs are set in America, except for the victim stuff, but they're not really set anywhere. Um, but that's sort of a general answer. I, I, I'm going to say the fucking pandemic. Oh, uh, I was to, yeah. so isolated, so unemployed and depressed, and I needed something to feel proud of. And I just leaned way the fuck into writing, which is something I had always kind of done and always wanted to do, but never as dedicated as I have been since that time. Um, in the last three years, I've really focused a lot of, like, you know, if I'm feeling down or feeling whatever, like I'm being useless, uh, it's like, oh, you know what I haven't done this week? I haven't sat down and just, right. like, been writing on something. And I've always got some project working. And it's, you know, this is going to come up later, but you just got to exercise that skill. And nothing feels quite as good as having something be done, um, except for if when you have something done and people like it, That that's also nice. <laughs> That, but yeah, you know. it's the the pandemic, the first six months of isolation, you know, had me doing something, you know, there were months where I put out like three or four articles. Right. So That
2: bit about travel actually got me thinking like, oh yeah, in a, in a, in a much more meta sense that I hadn't really considered. Um, going to graduate school, I went to a very hippie graduate school uh, oh. and like... I got lucky growing up. I grew up raised to not be a piece of shit. Um, But I am a white, middle class, atheist, cis, heterosexual male. I am like the absolute number one category for growing up to be a worthless, should-be-killed piece of shit who hates people for no reason. Like, I am in the category that generates the most bad people Period. (laughs) All of the categories across the board. And I didn't turn out that way because I was raised properly. My parents were awesome and my family was awesome and I got lucky that way. Um, But when I went to this really hippie grad school, I also managed to um, learn how fucked up most people are and how fucked up the planet is and how badly we treat each other in a way that I never had to really experience. And that, you know, gave me the bleeding heart leftist ideology that comes through very clearly in everything i write um so that had a big impact on it the fact that um i grew up not being a piece of shit and then i found out that like most people are and (laughs) that, that had a pretty strong impact on the kind of angry screeds that i've been wanting to write over the years
0: I feel like I grew up kind of as a quiet piece of shit because my parents were pretty conservative.
2: Yeah, then that's what happens. It's like there's, there's, mm-hmm. you, either, you either it win was, the it was definitely hour. college.
0: <laughs> yeah, it was definitely college, and 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 having good professors that recommended
2: books that made me go, oh, yeah, like I, I oh, this
0: makes me real mad. <laughs> like as a kid, I'm very
2: angry. Absolutely, as a kid, I would would have believed you if you told me that I would have a PhD, but I would have been surprised if you'd said. Yeah, and it had three components. You had to have three fields to get your PhD, and you chose Canada, cultural history, and women and gender. I'd be like, (laughs) did you say that last one again? (laughs) (laughs) But that's that's the the mind-broadening effects of going to university. When you get good professors, you can also get shitty professors, and then they generate shitty students who don't like learning. Isn't isn't that piece of shit at that same university? No, I don't want What's to talk about that. I don't want to talk about yeah, that. I yeah, yeah, yeah. Talk about that. All right. Anyway, yes, anyway one of the anyway. worst people of all time. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to talk about that. Uh, I don't remember. Uh, I read the okay. last one because it was Crocat. Okay,
0: uh, how did no, you, have you have approach writing? Oh, right. Quaker button nose. <laughs> Why would you not want to read that? <laughs> Quaker button nose. Yeah, it's it's pretty good. How did you approach writing your anthology pieces? Was it hard coming up with the concept, but the main thing you had to go off was a letter?
2: Uh, I think
0: I answered first last time.
2: Or, yeah. <laughs> yeah, sure. The that main thing I had to go off was a letter. <laughs> you know, uh, the, the exploring series video for mine has so many people going like, This isn't even a letter. This isn't a real letter. (laughs) Because Locke wanted to do the entirety of October, and true facts, there are not 31 letters in the modern-day English language uh, alphabet. So So I said, well, I don't know. I guess you could just use ash and thorn and these uh, uh deprecated letters and she's like okay and i thought well because i said that out loud i feel like i have to pick one of them and i will try to pick the fucking worst one possible which is how i ended up with uh, my anthology article which is of course yoga is, f- is for yuzunite um <laughs> uh- all i had to go off was a letter not true all i had to go off was a word because once i had decided to pick the worst possible deprecated letter i found the only word i could use for it which was jesunite (laughs) and then i was like i guess it's gonna be about sneezes (laughs) and then how did i go about it i spent the entire year of time locked graciously gave us to work on this just thinking about it, and then wrote the entire 18,000 words in two days. I wrote the entire thing straight Jesus. in one day, and then I rewrote it completely in the second day, having thought about it quite a lot over the preceding period. Um, mm-hmm. And it, it doesn't feel that way, because I, I listened to the Exploring Series video, which was really, really well-done video. Obviously, uh, he actually like seems to have enjoyed it, because it went into extreme depth. Like he said, it was his favorite i had heard that that is like shocking Um, i think he said that on twitter i I really that's very flattering um but like it's very good i was very pleased by that article just because it's it's a it's a full fucking movie script essentially it's so fucking long yeah and i i just i couldn't get my head around it i couldn't get my head around it and the only way i could get my head around it was when i didn't have any more time to not be writing it and then i just I think for six or seven hours, I was just like, and then I finally got it done. Um, And I'm proud of it now. Which is just is a bizarre. I like it because it's sort of
0: uh, it's sort of John Carpenter's The Thing, but with sneezing. That's
2: exactly what it is, and that was. I mean, it's
0: not that's 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 like that's simplifying. That is far too much. It's it's
2: it's not in the Arctic. It's not in a research base. But like that is what you just described was very clearly would have to be a huge liar to say like I, and an easily dispro- disproven liar. To, to, if I were to say that that wasn't <laughs> in my mind the whole time I was writing it on the anthology page, we're listed as professor, whatever with like a pseudonym. Mine says professor carpenter. <laughs> it was definitely, oh, written as the thing. <laughs> um, but it, it doesn't take the same, same approach or anything, but it is definitely the same. No, yeah. Like a bunch of people start suspecting each other, uh, that's oh, so good. I loved it's, it's it. A, also, a, you you worked in the Deva. Yeah, <laughs> I had a lot of fun with the Dava, so and good. that was because of your yeah. uh, your working on David's David stuff beforehand. That's what got me interested in that. It works so well
0: because they 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 kind of have a history of like mimetic cursing type shit.
2: It was a lot of fun, um, and it's also one of the only pieces I've written that's probably not canon to the rest of my stuff because it 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 leaves the whole world in a very bad position at the end. <laughs> yeah, sure does it might it might um, i heard a lot of people suggest that it's a prequel to 6140 which is fun that's funny um so
0: how did i approach you know i don't have a good answer for this because pretty early on i was given a different letter and then very quickly it was actually can you do you uh and i went okay and then i immediately thought uh you know the unstrung you know like i have no strings on me um <laughs> James, James and, Peter. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, yeah, I think, think I had watched that movie not too not 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 long before that, that movie as did I not deserve am.
2: his performance in that movie. He's so good.
0: his performance is he's so good. So good. <laughs>
2: uh, Love his voice, James Spader. Uh, so it's not good. a bad movie, but it, no, it's just He okay is movie. incredible, and in
0: he's, in he's incredible in it. Yeah. Um, there are no strings. Like and I just and it just became clear that to me right then I'm gonna tell the Pinocchio story if H.P. Lovecraft wrote it but <laughs> minus the fucking racism and it's so um, good. I think the hard thing I had was making it work because because of the way I set it up the puppet was found decades before the events uh, and I had all these um, little logs here and there of, of snippets of, of, of something that nonsense that the, muppet, the, the, the puppet had said and um, and I had them all up front after the description and then I went into the exploration log um, and it didn't work it was too bloated um, and I actually didn't cut anything, I added stuff, but what I did was I took it and cut it up and then started flashing back and forth so it would it would start with a, a piece of dialogue from the puppet and then it would be in the modern day with the agent getting lost in another world and Elder's Horror stuff, and then it goes back and forth and back and forth and back and forth um, and once I fell on that and splitting it up, and, and you know, the pacing really, really worked. And I, I love it, it's one of my favorite things I've written, honestly.
2: Yeah, it's a terrific article, and it worked out really well.
0: Yeah, and I uh, also really loved the way that Exploring Series did it. It's really cool.
2: It's nice when they, uh, when the adi- that was the first time I had really any enjoyed. ever, yeah.
0: other than 6500, that's the first time I've ever had something done by the, the Exploring Series, right? So I, that was really cool.
2: I've got. The one extra, at least, but that's 7, fairly obvious. <laughs> yeah, I feel, yeah, I, I feel yeah. like there might be another, but I can't. Oh, there's a there's a fifty five twenty, the Win Rhetoric uh, rabbit hole one. I think they that's an. Accident. Oh really? Yeah, that was. Oh, cool. I was a very surprising one. <laughs> um. All right. Yeah. Anyway.
0: Yeah. Because uh, we're two hours into this. Uh, yeah, this is definitely, definitely turning into done. a
2: three canner. <laughs> oh.
0: Uh, Ice Phoenix says, who are your favorite non-SCP authors? Any non-SCP books?
2: Oh, the inferior Uh, stuff. The non-SCP stuff. I have really, like, a long answer. Okay, well, I'll just say uh, James S. A. Corey, who I mentioned earlier for science fiction, uh, and also uh, J. R. R. Tolkien. I don't want to hear your opinion on that, Corey. But let's hear about yours.
0: Okay. Uh, So I already mentioned Stephen Graham Jones' uh, Indian Lake Trilogy, which starts with My Heart is a Chainsaw. Really highly recommend. Uh, I'm reading the next one now. Um, it's really good. Um, a lot of new writers in horror have been showing up that are people of color uh, or awesome. non-cis white guys. Uh, and it's and it's nothing but excellent. Uh, I do have some fairly boring choices. Nice. Which is uh, I'm obsessed and always have been obsessed with Kurt Vonnegut. Oh, yeah. Um, which is a very white cis male thing to like. Uh, but Kirvanic is a fucking genius. And if more people read him and actually bothered to care about what he wrote, the world would be a better place. For sure. Because uh, not only is he funny and touching, but he is constantly telling you to just be a better person. <laughs> um, my favorite hard science fiction is not uh, Corey's, though that is a great show. My favorite science fiction is Ian M. Banks, oh, yes. which is uh, the culture, culture books, and I have wrote I read every single thing that he wrote in the Culture multiple times, uh, and then he died, and I'm really sad about that. Um, I haven't read those. Those but are wildly, wildly different.
2: Friend, I've got a friend who's read them all. And really, very
0: incredible. incredible. Multiple times, those books made me weep, hmm. and I don't cry that easily. <laughs> um, <laughs> I also love Jason Pargan, who uh, is the author of John Dies at the End, or um, Zoe Punches the Future in the Dick, uh, or, or Zoe is uh, had it up to here with this dystopia or something like that. Uh, Jason Pargan is uh, if Davey Fool uh, got a chance to, like, just go nuts. I mean, there's a lot of similarities there. He writes really irreverent and yet really horrifying books. They are consistently upsetting and fucking so funny. Like, laugh out loud funny. Uh, He's incredible. Um, The John dies at the end, which I first saw as a movie, and then I went and found out there were books, and I have read all of them religiously. In fact, I've read all of those twice. Um, The best cosmic horror I've ever read is Catelyn Kiernan, who is a trans author, although I just read that she prefers non-binary now, but that was a recent thing. I didn't realize that. So... My bad. Uh, so Catelyn Cairn is non-binary author uh, who writes eldritch horror from a perspective of being a southern p- queer person. Uh, oh lord. And ha- a- a- Who has a background in paleontology. <laughs> She's
2: incredible. That, that is a phenomenal the books, range of influences right there.
0: She has written so many good books and I'm constantly telling people fucking read them. They're so good. Um, and uh, rounding out the horror because I just love reading horror. Um, I adore Clive Barker. I have read every single one of Clive Barker's books except for the children's books. Um, and he is not just horror, everybody thinks that it's Hellraiser, which was based and he did direct the movie, was based on one of his stories, but his early stuff is like that. And then he started really just experimenting. Um, he has some of the most original concepts in those stories. Uh, you know he has one that's about like an immortal who is constantly falling in love with uh female members of the same family um and it's you think that would just be some silly romance and it's not and it's just it's in, fucking incredible everything he has ever written is incredible except for maybe Mr. Begon but that's a lot of fun so fuck it <laughs> uh he he's just a he's absolutely a hero of mine uh and I would love to meet him someday though he's very private
2: <laughs> well,
0: all right well, well, uh,
2: now I'm gonna get some answers and since I didn't okay. expect you, 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 it was even longer than I had expected when you said it was gonna be I a know. long answer so now I feel like I gotta cause I actually came up with more answers I read a lot of Arthur Conan Doyle a long time ago I really liked the Sherlock Holmes stories I was a big fan of those I read just tons of them they probably uh not probably. There are lots of bits in there that haven't aged well. Um, but <laughs> Mm-mm. Mm-mm. but uh, that's that's kind of what you get when you read old British people. Except for Tolkien, who turned out wasn't actually racist. So that was nice. Um, it's always That is nice. It's always really nice to see that. <laughs> to, see the, to see that some of the elements of your upbringing, like some of the core media that you experience, can still be enjoyed as not being terrible. Um, I uh, really enjoyed... This is the most generic fucking SCP author response possible. I read pretty well, damn near all, the Discworld books by Terry Pratchett. Big fan of Terry Pratchett. I always loved Terry Pratchett. Never read any of those. He's he's outstandingly clever and a really, really good-natured human being who writes stories about a lot of people engaging in really absurd situations.
0: he, He wrote... Good Omens with Neil Gaiman. He wrote right?
2: Good Omens with Neil Gaiman. Oh, shit. I would recommend that. That's another dumb fucking recommendation because everybody's fucking... I, I,
0: yeah, I read that. That was good. I, That's one of the few Neil Gaiman books I like. I
2: really like the adaptation. Um, oh, it, yeah. The, the, the show great. The chemistry between the leads is, is Incredible. phenomenal. It's so At, good. Out of this world. Absolutely. I hope they get a third season. Uh, the second season... Too knew so much that the chemistry between the leads was phenomenal that it didn't even bother having a plot
0: <laughs> yeah it's it just so funny the second season them. is so much smaller but it's just as fun as the first one because you're just like
2: hey what if we just hung out with these two guys right and it works yeah. super well i hate that i keep forgetting um the name of the one who isn't doctor who what's his fucking name uh michael sheen michael sheen as a zero fail angel is arguably the bigger actor <laughs> yeah yeah i know i just always forget his name because his name is is deeply generic not the david tenner i one love
0: one. that michael sheen has some of the most incredibly serious roles and he also was like in underworld and he was in the twilight movies right it's just so funny to me
2: <laughs> he's he's absolutely pitch perfect in good omens he's just uh, just the most you just 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 want to hug the poor guy. (laughs) That show is so good. It's a great show. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'll leave it at that for now. All right. Because the same question is about to come up again anyway.
0: Yeah, because Elf Lawyer says uh, favorite nonfiction books
2: and fiction books. Favorite non, my favorite fiction book is The Hobbit, uh, but my because fa- it's the first book I ever read actually, and I still adore it. I've read it many times. And my favorite nonfiction book, I haven't read a lot of nonfiction books. I say that that's a lie. I've read more than almost anybody I know because of my comprehensive exams. But yeah, none but, of, that's, but none of those are my favorites. <laughs> yeah. uh, I would say I really enjoyed. I think it was called Inside Out. It was uh, basically the autobiography of Pink Floyd by their drummer. I really enjoyed that because I liked Pink Floyd.
0: <laughs> Pink Floyd's very cool. That's one of the few bands I liked as a
2: teenager that I still Same. like. Same. They've always been probably my favorite band. I just love they, them. Ho-
0: their shit holds the fuck up. It has for, for decades. <laughs> they still it's... use
2: it to test stereo
0: equipment because it's so good. <laughs> um, I would say that at David Bowie. Oh, for sure, David, Bowie. Uh, Damn right. Oh, you know what? I still I like Louis Armstrong a lot, and I still really like Louis Armstrong. So mm. that's but that's everybody likes Louis Armstrong. Come on. Yeah. Um, all right, favorite nonfiction book: uh, People's History of the United States uh, by Howard Zinn. It's not a it's not a fun read, uh, but that book is probably responsible for me being a leftist and progressive. <laughs>
2: Yeah, I, um, I wanted to quote some... It's not a fun read. I wanted to quote some, like, super left-leaning history book that I read, but I just couldn't think of any that wouldn't dox me.
0: <laughs> Fair. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, if you have if you have any interest in history and you are already a little bit left-leaning, or you are at least open-minded, um, Howardson's People's History of the United States, which he has consistently updated over the years... Um, is uh uh, it's hard to call it wonderful because it's really upsetting but it's um it's a really important work it's very digestible history uh and it's basically just all about how uh actually we have always sucked it wasn't just (laughs) since world war ii we were like oh it's really just the imperialism since world war ii no no it's always
2: always my brain's a little bit the united states is that what you said yeah yeah of course Mm -hmm. awesome yeah
0: All right, what's your favorite fiction book? Oh, you said The Hobbit.
2: Hobbit. Um,
0: So, uh, this is so hard. Favorite fiction? One? No, Uh, I'm going to say three. (laughs) Um, uh, Dune by Frank Herbert, uh, which is, I think, really getting more popular these days because of the movie, and a lot of people are realizing (laughs) that it it really has a lot to say. Unlike the last time uh, there was
2: a movie which made it less popular.
0: Right. Um but dune is a book you can go back to over and over again and always discover something new because that man put in so much work into that world building. And yet there's also really brilliant characters. It has a lot to say about our society directly. It's, it's an allegory for a lot of things that are wrong with society. Um, the whole dune series by Frank Herbert, not his son (laughs) Ignore those, um, but everything up until I think the first five books are him uh, are wonderful. They get really weird. So when people complain about everything after the third book being weird, you're being babies <laughs> and uh, get off your fucking uh, high stool uh, and get in, go, sit down with your fucking adult pants and and read the weird shit. God <laughs> Emperor of Dune is, yeah, he's not relatable. Yeah. Yeah, Leto turns into a real piece of shit. You know why? He's a fucking emperor. Of course he turns into a piece of shit. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Every single world leader has always been a piece of shit. All of them. It's true. (laughs) Um, Dune is, the whole series is incredible. Um, uh, Like I said, I've been obsessed with Kerr for a long time. But I'm not going to say the obvious answers. Um, Although I really like Slaughterhouse-Five and Cat's Cradle. Uh, my favorite book by Kurt Monaghan is Bluebeard, which is non science fiction at all, which is weird for him. Uh, it's a story about an artist who used to be very famous um, and is now sort of um, living on his own in like a beach house that's sort of like in like the Northeast. Like it's not like a Hawaii beach house. He's living in a very tiny community and he doesn't want to be bothered by anyone. And a woman comes. To interview him to do like a life history sort of thing about his life, about his career, um, and he's a very miserable old man who hates everything. Uh, and it's ah, pfft, that book. <laughs> it's uh it's real good. There's a there's a chapter of that book that just describes one of his art pieces, and there's very few things I've been more moved by than just a description of this man's art that never existed. No one ever wrote drew this picture. It's it's incredible. Uh, and Silk by Katlin Kiernan because that was her first book that I read and uh, it's uh, it's real weird and great. Um, and also, you know what? Fuck it. Comics. Uh, Seven mm. Soldiers by Grant, Grant Morrison. Tom Strong by Alan Moore and Grendel all of it from Matt Wagner. That's good. If you haven't read any of those and you like comics fucking read Seven Soldiers by Grant Morrison. Grant Morrison's done a lot of good things. Seven Soldiers I think is his best thing. It is one of the few things he actually knows how to end. <laughs> right.
2: <laughs> he does have that problem.
0: Uh, uh, Tom Strong by Alan Moore is weirdly not like any other Alan Moore book you've ever read. It's just a, it's a fun superhero. But it's really saying quite a lot about society. Uh, and Grendel is... I, It's hard to describe Grendel. Uh, Grendel's really good. People should read Grendel. It has nothing to do with the, the novel Grendel.
2: This, this, or the Beowulf. This, I guess, got my brain thinking again. Um, nonfiction, I actually realized, um, the thing that got me into history was a couple of books that my dad gave me that I've still got the copies that he gave me, uh, by a Canadian journalist, uh, popular amateur fudging historian named Farley Mowat, uh, who famously said that he doesn't let the story get in the way, uh, doesn't let the truth get in the way of a good story, so he, he wrote historical uh, s- stories um, <laughs> that he, he would embellish occasionally. Yeah, he, he got in a bit of trouble for embellishing. But he wrote these two books called uh, The Serpent's Coil and Gray Seas Under that were about uh, salvage operations in the Atlantic where these pe- this company oh. called Foundation Maritime owned these salvage tugs that would go out in horrible weather and they would find like ships that had been known to have foundered and they would go out in the middle of the worst possible weather and try to hook them up to their tugboat and haul them back and uh, get the salvage from them and it was just a really fascinatingly brilliantly written story they're not stories they're true they're um mostly (laughs) he 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 does the thing that a lot of old historians did where there's there's embellishments and they seemed no things that the characters know that there's no way the author would really know they said or did but it, as a general non-fiction thing they, they're really fascinating and they really got me interested in the past um and i think that's the reason i became an historian so farley Mowat, uh gray seas under and uh the serpent squirrel the last one is about a ship that gets overturned by two different hurricanes and just refuses to sink <laughs> <laughs> until somebody comes and salvages it like a big fucking cargo ship just <laughs> just gets its shit wrecked and then somehow refuses to do the last last part where you actually sink <laughs> they're really just really entertaining um, and a lot of ver- verisimilitude very real stories uh, and that's, that's I think what I, always got me interested in history is stories that happened in the real world that are so crazy they're more interesting than things people come up with fictionally <laughs> i always a big fan of those. Uh, Also a a fiction book called The Mouse That Roared by Leonard Wiberly, which is a a parable for nuclear power about this tiny little country that uh, sells this wine and their only export is this wine. And and then an, an American company knocks them off and does a fake version of it that sucks up all their profits. So they find out that because America sends so much relief to countries that they've defeated in war, they declare war over the wine, intending to lose the war with the United States so that they get money from the (laughs) United States for having been beaten in a war. But they accidentally go while the United States is doing an air drill, so they successfully complete their objectives and they win a war against the United States. And it it gets worse and worse from there. It was a fun little political parable that I really enjoyed as a kid. And I think that probably had a lot to do with my later... Um, mental development although the film is terrible it's a peter sellers movie where he plays like half the characters including a woman and wow. i really didn't like it <laughs> but it's a good book yeah anyway where are we is this real
0: life yeah uh it's uh, your favorite name
2: my favorite name yeah what real surreal sir oh real surreal sir surreal sir. Real sir, real sir oh yeah oh so i I'm, right, i read this right real surreal sir says whether or not you actually plan to slash want to slash ever would if you had to what would you what would each of y'all be most likely to write about for any hypothetical non-scp sorry harry too easy otherwise fiction novel or series did
0: i answer first last time?
2: no you did um
0: i have a novel about Uh, people who train as trackers in cities Mm -hmm. uh, as opposed to being rangers or hunters in the wild Mm -hmm. Um, specifically it's like a noir supernatural starts off as a murder mystery and then turns into something very very different about two very different people in very different walks of life one is a veteran and a private investigator and the other is a modern day shaman who works uh, mostly in corporate espionage Mm -hmm. Um, which I'm currently revising uh, to try and push to agents. Uh, so that is, and that would be part of a series if it got picked up. Uh, and eventually, as I mentioned earlier, I have the story seeds of something set in Prague after World War One about uh, the resurgence of ancient worship during a snowstorm over uh, a vet's Christmas vacation uh, from his med school.
2: That is a great pitch.
0: It's gonna get weird, I think. Uh, I'm I'm right now I'm I'm doing actual notes on world building because I can't just wing <laughs> this. So that's, those are my answers.
2: I have one that came up in a bizarre context that sometimes is an SCP project and sometimes isn't, um, because I was on the Yurt Cast, the uh, question mark defunct question mark uh, podcast with Dune Rounder and Plague, uh, Rounder Dune and Plague Jack and Jack, yes. Yeah, but, you know, it's funny to leave them till the end and forget them. <laughs> uh, I, was, I was on one episode of that, and we were talking about cannons. I believe it was whether or not you would have sex with the cannon, uh, although it wasn't phrased that way. Uh, God, how did, we, how did our careers ever survive that one? Um, maybe they didn't. And Dune couldn't remember the name of the gulf, and he called it the Gulch. And that just set my brain off, because I have read, not read, I have watched a whole ton of uh, 60s western shows with my dad, and they all have these same sort of tropes, yeah. where, mm-hmm. where where reality is structured in a way that reality is not actually structured, and, and there's all of these peculiar things about how a western is structured in the 60s that is consistent, and a little bit fucking weird if you stop and think about it. And I just can't get it out of my head of the idea of doing a Western where it is explicitly all of those things are going on and it is very clear that it is wrong that the world is working that way and then like in a cosmic sense, and it's <laughs> just, a, just a, a weird West story about how strange Western tropes are, and I don't want to really go into it too much detail in case I actually do do it at some point, but it would be fun. <laughs>
0: Yeah, that's why I was vague on my things because it's like, right? I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna sell it right now. Right. Uh, right. That sounds good. Yeah. Weird West is a, a genre I fucking like. Uh, although most of the time it just turns into like, oh, they're werewolves and uh, they eat people or something um, in movies. But in stories, I feel like there's been several comic series that are Weird West that I love, like East of West or I forget what the other one was. It was back in the day. It was drawn by John Cassie.
2: Anyway, really leaning into the vibe is always good. I mean, like, it doesn't even take mm-hmm. a lot. You can do it. Great deal parsimony. You can make w- weird West work. I mean, the song "Ghost Riders in the Sky" is an incredible mm-hmm. horror story that is mostly just a chorus. Yeah, <laughs> yeah totally. The West is really good for that because I mean, the whole thing is constructed. Anyway, it's it's not at all how real. Yeah, it's all bullshit. Yeah, yeah exactly
0: uh all right let's carry uh, on. on kate kate says what's your favorite cosmic horror Fallen
2: in london that i mentioned earlier conveniently enough uh, yeah good point
0: uh mine is cabal or nightbreed depending on the edition of the book
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh by clive barker that's also my favorite horror movie it's not a good horror movie mm-hmm. um it's actually very bad because of the problems with uh funding and and, and director not getting the cut he wanted but but the book is amazing um also the imagica which is also by clive barker mm-hmm. um that one is i don't know how to describe it i think it's technically cosmic horror though but it is more of a cosmic horror odyssey okay a lot of go into weird places uh very very uh odysseous like Um, And uh, my favorite things that Catelyn Kiernan has done is a series of novellas called the Tinfoil Dossiers, uh, which are about uh, two rival groups of people that are trying to keep the lid on weird shit um, and failing uh, because consistently through the novels they flash forward to it a period after the apocalypse has happened. Uh, and it's a weird apocalypse. <laughs> <laughs> it's not, there's <laughs> not zombies, it's not aliens. It's a, what? What did she just write? Uh, so tinfoil dossiers, which I think the first one is black helicopters. Um, real good. Awesome. Uh, you want to read this one from Al Foyer? Uh,
2: Yes. Do either of you have current D&D or tabletop RPG characters? And the answer from my end is yes. I am in a campaign with a campaign run by Doctor Samarian. That's a homebrew that the details I don't want to talk about too much because I think he might be able to really get something out of it because it's a really good homebrew setting. Uh, But I can say it involves Wild West elements, and it is phenomenally well done because Sim is just unbelievably good DM. Uh, and that's the one that I'm also in with Dr. Cliff. And Bilith as well. Uh, just naming, a, nice. naming lawyers that we know. Uh, lawyers. <laughs> naming lawyers yeah. that we know. It's because I'm looking at Elf Lawyers right in front of me. Naming authors that we know. So I'm in there with Clef and Bilith and Sim. And it's, Sim is such a good DM. Anyway, my character is an Indiana Jones archaeologist type who is also a dwarf from the mountain home of Porthy Balin. So his name is Porthy Balin Doug. Um, is this D&D homebrew or something else it's a 5 e D&D yeah nice. it's super good uh, like I and I I uh, we were supposed to write in our backstory like some element of, of character that would be interesting and I didn't realize that Sim was like such a phenomenal DM at the start because I hadn't done any any stuff with, sure. with this before. So what I didn't realize was that he took all of the backstory stuff we used and immediately made absolutely certain they would be integral parts of the campaign he'd already had planned out. so so in mine my character's name is Porthy Balin Doug and he is a dwarf and he's forced to keep that name instead of just calling himself Doug because there is already a Doug who is an archaeologist dwarf who is more famous than him and who has been everywhere before him and is more popular and he gets to be the one who doesn't have to clarify where he's from because he's the famous one with that same name and Sim had him show up on the fucking train at the beginning of the campaign the guy who who my character feels uh, inconsequential next to shows up and now he's a Major character in the campaign I'm like oh my god not only did you actually read my backstory you like incorporated it big time <laughs> and now we've had these whole character development shit with it and I'm just amazed at the the effort he puts into his campaign so cannot more strongly recommend uh, Dr. Sumerian as a dungeon master. Yeah, that sounds great. I'm jealous. Yeah. Um, you're on a, I know you're on a campaign, too, aren't you? That you've been in for a while, have you? I was. Oh, you were? I was. Uh,
0: right. Yeah, so I was on a campaign with uh, Dr. Magnus and uh, Malice uh, and Malice Graves. Oh, right. Uh, and, yeah. um, which was... But it, it kind of fell out, uh, unfortunately. Um, but it was a 5th f- edition D&D where we uh, adapted, where Mal... Who was the DM uh, adapted Curse of Strahd, oh, yeah. uh, which is a classic um, sort of uh, Carpathian vampire story, uh, but we set it in a, uh a D Sword Coast where uh, a war had been going for the last twenty five years, and it was diesel punk, so it was like the effect the the equivalent of uh, World War One, right? Uh, so like I had like a shitty assault. Carbine and uh, you know, along with the battle axe, uh, and I was a um, uh, Goliath fighter because I was boring and had never played D anD D, so I just <laughs> picked a fighter. Uh, I'm a fighter too. Right? Uh, with With demon horns, who had served ten years uh, uh, from being a teenager, uh, and then was kidnapped uh, along with the other party members and deposited into uh, this diesel punk meets the Carpathians. Uh, I loved it uh, very much. It was every bit my shit, uh, <laughs> and um, unfortunately, it, it stopped. Uh, I think probably for a lot of reasons, but uh, yeah, it. Uh, I, I miss. I miss doing. Uh, I miss doing tabletop RPG stuff. Years ago, years and years ago, I did a. I was playing a rogue. Uh, uh, I don't remember what they were called because it was Earthdawn. It wasn't D and D. Which is the basis for Shadowrun But it's like in the ancient past Shadowrun mm-hmm. it, it existed before Shadowrun actually did um, And I was also a cop In Cyberpunk 2020 uh, <laughs> But a cop who was Pretty much hated his job And I just consistently Was the worst <laughs> cop ever And helped out criminals It was uh, pretty fun um, Also I ran uh, Vampire the Masquerade and Earthdawn For a number of years nice so I had lots of characters but. wow anyway uh,
2: alright uh, you read Unc, Griffin, so, UNC yeah, Griffin UNC Griffin how do you pronounce K-E-T-E-R and why are you wrong Keter because that's how you
0: fucking pronounce Gregory,
2: it and actually this is true can't be wrong about this because it's You're Jewish
0: like a lot of things from the early parts of the site. Uh, Wiki weirdly co-ops a lot of Judaism. I don't know where that
2: started, but it does. <laughs> There's the amount of Kabbalah stuff that's just in the item, uh, item class. Yep. Somebody... <laughs> it's real strange. <laughs> uh, when I first read it, uh, and this just makes me feel good, because I feel if you're going to be wrong, you might as well be uniquely wrong. No one else has ever said this, but I thought it was pronounced cater. So everybody nice. goes, do you pronounce it Keter or Keter? And I'm like, no. But now I would pronounce it correctly uh, because, you know, why would genuinely, you Genuinely,
0: I don't understand why anyone
2: would say it was Keter. No. I, I don't understand.
0: There's there's just the one. Well, like, hello, where there's the, you, where, where's S&C, the t-
2: SNC Plastics tale about the Keter Skeeters? Obviously, that's how you say it. <laughs> Um... Yeah, it's so funny when you hear
0: people pronounce things. Uh, somebody recently, and I won't throw them under the bus, but somebody recently did an audio adaptation of SCP Five Nine Zero Four, which is Inhuman mm-hmm. Resources, which was the second victim mm-hmm. article. And I've said victim a thousand times. I know lots of people say VKTM, yeah. um, you know, Vikander Need Technical Media. This person said Vikander need Technical <laughs> Media every time they said the word, and I. I love it. I'm not even making yeah. fun of them. It, I don't understand why they thought that was the it's right pronunciation, but it's so funny. It's a very VKTM. Yeah, I, it could have been an intentional thing. I, like very funny. I can eat
2: technical media. You
0: <laughs> can All right. Uh, Crocat says, do you like butter or jelly on your toast? Yes. No, not really. Uh, I'm gonna be very super California. Uh, I prefer
2: avocado. Super California. <laughs> I know that's not what I thought you were saying? I was very confused. I like. I'm gonna be very super califragilistic, yeah, I'm not
0: gonna say that. Um, I. I don't do a lot of toast, actually. Yes, yeah, I uh, I go to the Mexican market, and I buy bolitos, uh, and I buy avocados, and uh, I like guacamole so much that my girlfriend brought me a mocajete, which is like a giant mortar and pestle that you grind up avocados to make like the perfect guacamole. Uh, and it weighs like 20 pounds, and I use it like four times a week. <laughs> nice. So I grew up, you know, and my dad... Owns two avocado trees in his backyard, so like I just I've been eating avocados for a long time. Like they're just their life. So. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, my dad makes sourdough bread and next...
2: it's phenomenal. Oh, so yeah, I bet that's good. So
0: good. There? My dad doesn't make anything, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and uh, not even sense. She doesn't even make sense. She. <laughs> Uh, All right, you read this next one from El
2: Floyer. From El Floyer. They say Are y'all dubs or subs? Assuming this is about anime. That's
0: my commentary because
2: I was like, Oh, that has to be what it's about, right? You didn't put it
0: in a. You put it inside the quotation marks. I know, um, but it's it's italics. Um, oh, all right. Yeah, I assume money. it's not a sex thing because that would be
2: doms or subs. So I'm guessing it's about anime. It's about anime. I would say dub because I think they looked more like donuts than rice balls in Pokemon. I don't care. <laughs> uh, I, I It depends on the show. Uh,
0: I don't I don't carry a lot of water for people that think you have to listen to it one way or the other. It's annoying. Uh, some of the best animes have had incredible dubs. Cowboy Bebop, Fooly Cooly, Berserk are all absolutely spectacular English voice actors.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So uh, f- f- fuck off. Uh, <laughs> fucking Spike Spiegel speaks English in in my mind. And uh, it's incredible because that dude a great voice actor.
2: I mean, it's a fucking cartoon. It, it, it's not like a regular movie where... Yeah, I dubbed. would never watch a dubbed yeah. live action. Cartoons because... are inherently dubbable.
0: Yeah, and they intentionally make it easier. Uh, they don't animate the mouth. I was going to say, anime is, anime is is
2: so much easier to dub because of the they lack of purpose. animation on the face. Oh, yeah. sure, that's mm-hmm. why. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> they make it easier to dub with Japanese, they have a but, million but episodes.
0: it also makes it... Yeah, but there's that too. Well, I don't watch anything like that. I I, I tend to lose interest in shonen things that are like... i'm I'm more power to anybody who likes one piece that's cool Mm. um i don't understand the whole thing that has thousands of chapters or thousands of episodes like i'm not nothing
2: happens in any of them yeah
0: not watching it don't care nope um but i I love some anime. some anime is like some of my favorite things in the world i swear by akira boring answer but that thing's fucking incredible uh and uh, you know i i fucking Jinro is amazing and fucking Paprika is amazing and everything Miyazaki made. You
2: teach me and I'll teach you Pokemon.
0: Yeah, I never watched
2: that. Pokemon.
0: I was too old for that. Uh, not like I was too old for it, but... By like uh, a couple of just, years? It just... <laughs> yeah but it was enough that it was like something my kids sisters and brother were into and I was like uh, yeah, yeah. almost in high school so I was way too cool for that right. like looking back on it that's silly um, but ironically I used to yeah. say the same thing about Sailor Moon but I came around
2: on Sailor Moon I, that, Sailor would, that would have been cool. the first one I ever saw and I quite immediately pegged that as something that was for women to watch I was it young. is
0: it's also wonderful yeah I didn't like it And my sister, so they used to do reruns before school, usually like 7 to 7.30 or 7.30 to 8. uh, And it would be like, oh, let's just watch some TV before we go. And my sister would consistently push to watch Sailor Moon so she could keep track because they had these reruns on some channel or another. Right. Um, And I would watch it begrudgingly (laughs) and complain the whole time. And within a few months, I just stopped complaining. And then I didn't admit until my 20s. Uh, we were on vacation somewhere. My sister, me and my two sisters, without parents or anything. And we were drinking. And uh, mm. my sister hilariously accused me of, of liking um, Sailor Moon, even though I pretended not to. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> You're right. That's I beautiful. love it. That's a beautiful. I fucking thing. love it. It's amazing. Uh anyway, all right. Uh Lizard Wizards. I says... was always
2: I always preferred uh, oh. Sailor Mercury to the so...
0: Which one's Sailor Mercury again? Is that the red skirt? I think that's the long blue one. Brown hair? One. I think
2: that's the blue one. I think it's um, Amy. Yeah. yeah, blue one cuz she's a nerd. Anyway, what were we doing?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah.
2: This is he. this is actually yeah. acceptable cuz yeah. I was a yeah, teenager yeah. when this was out <laughs> anyway. Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah. That's 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 what that sound is that I'm making. Yep. Mm-hmm. Fuck off. I'm big fan. Big fan. Nope. I'm not I nope, I'm being serious. Big fan. Um Okay. Uh Wizard Wizard says, How do you stay focused on writing one project for so long?
2: I don't. I can only focus on whatever is currently the least urgent thing that I should be focusing on. <laughs> um and then I just eventually come back to the thing that I was working on. Um yeah, I don't do that because I mostly just work on
0: one thing at a time. Yep. I'm um, like
2: a sane person.
0: <laughs> um, well, I'm just very focused on getting something finished. Um, I think dedication is really important. Like, it's a boring answer, but uh, this is a skill. It's a muscle you can exercise. You have to, you cannot wait for the quote unquote right time. Okay. A lot of times when I have written stuff, I have not felt like writing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You. You gotta sit. You gotta teach yourself how to sit down in front of the computer, even if you're just staring at the page sometimes. And and don't get lost in the frustration of what do I write? No, no, think about it. Yep. When you're away from the computer, think about it. When you're in the fucking shower, take a walk, think about it. When you're cooking dinner, eh, you know whatever. Um, and so when you sit down to do it, uh, you can sit down and write. Also, another secret, in my opinion, other than Taking it seriously, I spend several days a week spending the afternoon writing always. Uh, I don't do it every day, uh, but uh, I I would uh, if I had more time. But um, don't tell people your ideas. Don't go in depth. You know, you can briefly say this is what I'm working on, but the endorphins you experience by telling someone about your cool idea Hmm. really in depth exercise the same part of your brain that feels successful when you've written something
2: right then you just won't get it done and,
0: and then you won't do it you, you'll, uh, don't spend all your time world building clever um, because that does the same thing uh, when you outline keep it pretty loose uh, don't uh, don't trick your brain into thinking you've already written it before you wrote it nice but yeah I mean honestly just it's a it's a it's not a job, but like, you know, you got to treat it like it's something that you want to take seriously. Even if it's just amateur, you know, um, doesn't matter. Like I want to be a writer. So that means I don't just want to say things about how I want to be a writer. It means <laughs> I need to actually communicate my stuff through stories and it takes work. It's hard. And, and, and a lot more people can do it than do it. Uh, but I think people don't realize that it takes work and it's tough. So, you know, the nano, wimo or whatever the fuck that is. The November writing month. Yeah. Um, is really cool for people to kind of get in the habit. My girlfriend's doing it right now. Yeah. Um, I wrote a third of, of mine last, of... last year. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, that's a good way to get in the habit. Like she doesn't normally write. She normally just thinks about things and then doesn't write them. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. And it wasn't for me pushing, she just decided on her own and uh, I, I'm really excited to see what she comes up with because it's it's interesting to see, okay, I'm just gonna sit down and I'm going to write a thousand words, even if it's garbage. Because guess what? It's almost always garbage first time around. Yep.
2: You're right, you know.
0: You're, you know. Alright, read this one from Gizma.
2: Gizma. <laughs> Before recording it, how long do you think this episode will be? So as we come up on the 3 hour mark, I wrote 2 hours. I said, I don't know. Uh, I think the que- I think the question
0: should have been how long do you spend writing the answers? And the answer is fucking hours. It took a while. It did.
2: It really did. <coughs> um, longer than it takes right. to read stuff normally. <laughs>
0: Yeah, it's it's yeah, a lot longer. I spent like five hours writing answers. I mean, okay, not I like that long it, or...
2: but like, well, I mean, I kind
0: of was distracted Jesus. by other stuff. But it, Fuck. but it was. Oh, shut <laughs> up. Uh, what SCP or article? This is from Ice Phoenix. What SCP article or tale do you think needs more attention, if possible, under a hundred?
2: Me? Uh, you? Yeah. First? Yeah. Who, who first? I, speak for, I fucking hate that movie uh, I I picked 7390 Grimsley Trudge By Jack Icke Because it's way underrated It was his well, 7 con entry and I really liked it It's it's very cool so It's a clever choose your adventure cool. It's a really well written character piece Jack Icke has that in common with Placeholder Where doesn't write character stuff Very often and talks down Their ability to write character stuff And really good at it <laughs> really mm-hmm. good article yeah a lot of times it's like really high concept
0: stuff and this one is and it is but, but the character is what sells it. but it's but it, yeah it's about the character uh i'm gonna say metaphysics latest mm. which is other than our good call collaboration on the on the dot j um dash j um which is abraca david's uh <laughs> scp 001 proposal. Everybody should go read that. Uh, it's real funny. Um, but no, uh, SCP-6405. Uh, it's uh, he posted like ten months ago. It's still under hundred. It's crazy good. Uh, and this was something that had been up before, but he reworked it and and posted it again. Um, it's really great. Like almost everything he's written. Good call. So. All right,
2: Roger Wilcon, <laughs> over and out. Uh, Roger Wilcon. I've tried to explain the communal writing done in the SCP verses to a relative who is a writer and they could not wrap their head around multiple people playing in the same sandbox without any permissions. So how does that system work for SCP as opposed to closed or copyrighted writing sandboxes of most published writers? And how did SCP's communal writing culture come to be and sustain itself as open and slash or point out my incorrect assumptions in asking this question? <laughs> um, I mean, I think it works like anything that is written
0: by someone who can be picked up by somebody else. Um, I, I don't know how much of that exists in other f- ways, but we have a fairly permissive system where it allows, if you wrote something cool with this character and I wanted to use it for something, I can, but and it's a big, but, and both of us like to do this. If the authors are around, I like to talk to them first. Yep. Um, I don't, All you don't need the permission per se, um but if someone said I really hate that and I don't want you to use my character that way, I fucking wouldn't. Right. Um and you know, not everyone would do that. But you know, the community is pretty accessible and if people are still active you could probably get a hold of them. So uh do that. I don't know how it developed exactly. I think it was just a bunch of nerds writing posts. Yep. On a wiki sort of thing. Um I and mean, it happened pretty organically. Because they decided they didn't want to worry about canon or anything else like that. And then that opened up the possibility of, hey, what if I did that a different way? Do it. And I think it just kind of worked. Yeah. I mean, and otherwise, there wouldn't be any Deva or Sargacism or almost any other GOI. Like, if it wasn't allowed for other people to touch your thing, it, it none of the really important shit on the
2: wiki would probably be there. Right.
0: Like big stuff, I mean.
2: Right, like, um, and and in terms of it being an actual problem, I mean, people will frequently spy on you to see what you're writing. But the uh, the number of cases of people actually taking something someone else has, has written and um, and and trying to pass it off on their own, there are cases of it, and there are cases where collaboration has led to miscommunications that has led to people being banned. For a while, or or for longer than a while, or for shorter than a while, but as a, as a general rule, I think there's just this sort of understanding that if it's on the sandbox, it's not yours.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, if it's not on the site yet, then you can't play with it.
2: Yeah, um, and once it's, it's on the site, you can't play with it. And if you do see somebody's sandbox and you want to know if you can use this stuff, you ask them. Uh, and you get actual absolute permission explicitly written down where someone can see it. Um, but as, as a general rule, I've never had a problem with it. Um, and, and I mean I have a lot of sandbox stalkers. <laughs> it's never been an issue. I still I, I've got stuff right now. I'm not I've got all kinds of like later articles in my series that are sitting half there on the sandbox. I have the entire uh, outline for the bridge goes on books. <laughs> it still is on there word for word with like whole scenes and the descriptions and the ending and everything. Cause I've had that since 2020 <laughs> and uh, I don't know. I don't know why anybody would spoil themselves. Right. That's the thing. Yeah. Yes. Yeah.
0: But yeah, I mean, it's pretty permissive. Um, it, it is. I, I agree that it's probably hard to imagine for a professional writer, um, but it is, the benefits. not anyone not anyone not any one of us owns anything um but you know i, I would be very surprised if somebody else wrote a story with clef and varus in it tomorrow
2: right there's you so know, much that light. can be done that the odds of somebody yeah. just limping onto what you're doing is slim to none and, yeah, it, and, and anyone who's likely to do that is not likely to do it well and it won't last right yeah uh,
0: you have to understand that even though everything's permitted as long as it's not just straight up um stolen um
2: everything is true nothing we look
0: we we really look at it pretty poorly when you just try and glom yourself onto something that's popular absolutely so if you don't have something interesting to say about that popular thing you know it's uh, people are going to downvote it and it's not going to do well and it's yeah you you know
2: there are cases where people have been like, I'm going to do this. And then somebody else does some of it, but that's almost always miscommunications. Uh, Yeah. uh, And there's, there's there's been some pretty major miscommunications in terms of um, who has the right to write what thing I can think of like half a dozen of them, but that's out of the 3000 people who've written for the SCP wiki. It's not that common. Mostly it's not a problem. Yeah. Um,
0: Okay, Ice IcePhoenix, to Grigori, do you indeed wear red glasses in real life? It has turned into a trademark of yours. Uh, no.
2: <laughs> I don't wear glasses at all. I have 20, 20 You're like Pickru or uh, whatever the hell, and you've been including them in everything. Yeah, uh,
0: yeah I made an avatar. I saw people had avatars, and I made a shitty Pickru avatar, and then <laughs> I got multiple versions from multiple different artists that kind of took it and ran with it. Um, I just picked it because I pretended to have a Blue, a purple suit in that, and uh, I thought a red pair of glasses with a purple suit would look cool. I would never wear a purple suit in real life either. Um, I'm I'm white, it would look bad. Um, red glasses, if I needed glasses, I might wear red glasses. I think they look pretty cool. I might Uh, need
2: glasses, so we'll see.
0: Uh, yeah, I do not need glasses, but I don't uh, mind. I kind of wish I did because every time I play, put on glasses, I think I look fucking great. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I bet you I cool
2: glasses.
0: yeah i mean like people are like oh i'd hate glasses and i'm like but i like, always wanted that. Like i mean i don't want my vision to go bad yeah. But, yeah but but i do you know i wouldn't wear fake glasses oh, but, i want like, to do that put a
2: character in who's just wearing fake glasses yeah me too uh okay so uh at UNC Griffin. Name.
0: yeah <laughs> UNC Griffin has a follow-up question. Uh, how closely do we both resemble our avatars?
2: Uh, far more. Well, you don't have one. So far more than. Oh, I thought they meant author avatars. Do you probably mean that? No, like I think they mean icons, the image like yeah, for the yeah, podcast. Yeah. Uh, I will. I don't now, but I will look <laughs> almost exactly like that eventually. Is the answer. Um,
0: I look a lot like my avatar and that's pretty funny because yeah, yeah most of the people that have drawn
2: them have no idea what i look I assume like. we're talking um, about the sim art. if we're talking about like our avatars yeah like, on the wiki the answer to that is no. that's a drawing of my face uh, <laughs> um yeah so like um, quite a lot
0: <laughs> yeah so so quite a lot for both of us um although my hair is normally much better done than i have suggested artists do it my hair is Uh, not white uh i normally have my hair shorter although it's kind of lanky right now um and uh and normally i have done my hair. normally i blow dry my hair and you know like a very fancy fella i have a no no but i have a day job you know i need to show up to an (laughs) office and you know i look like Uh, a fucking hobo Um Act like although something. for the last year before I got laid off and again I, I was working from home so there's been a lot more pajamas which is nice. Nice. Um yeah. yeah. Getting up and just getting in front of your computer without uh having to put on a suit and tie is uh, it's a good time. Yep. It's a, it's uh,
2: been a lot of a lot of fun writing for the SCP wiki and uh, working for Afre <laughs> and uh, just sitting on my computer. All
0: right uh read the next one which is room
2: 48 room 48 (laughs) warhammer 40k least favorite faction slash army bonus points if it isn't some flavor of eldar well then i'll just skip the actual answer and say space marines yes all of them just because it's overdone you reject the entire
0: imperial fucking angels of death
2: no, I, I. Ugh. Okay, okay, Ugh. okay, okay. okay fine, 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 fine. I'll give an answer we can both live with. Ultramarines. Uh, I like the Ultramarines. They're generic.
0: They are not generic. People think they're generic the same way people think Superman blood is. Blood Angels.
2: They're fucking. They're, they're just. Oh, look also at cool. the Also cool! Oh, wait. You must love the Blood Angels. Shit. What have I done? Uh, Um, okay honestly the space marines are no no no, i've always thought they were cool and i've played lots of space marine games i was just picking an answer though let's be complaining about the players because the players suck (laughs)
0: uh yeah i don't know any oh i know one player but
2: uh i i I, I basically just read the novels when i was trying to play (laughs) Warhammer, i played orcs in both both games hell yeah man
0: orcs (laughs) um
2: i would never pick as my least
0: favorite uh flavor of eldar because my favorite faction is uh, one of the eldar which is the anari they're the death metal they worship the god of
2: death space elves yeah, they've uh, got some cool fuck... shit going on <laughs> they're so cool um the first but my least the, I, the first reason the reason i got into in any of this in the first place was they had a they had a white dwarf magazine and a hobby magazine. We were going to buy my dad like a kite for his birthday or something, and, <coughs> and they had a white dwarf mm. magazine with the the new model. When I was a kid, it was new for the Falcon Hover Graph Tank with the oh, Eldar, yeah. and it was so cool. I was like, I want that magazine because I want to see what this toy is. <laughs> that was an expensive magazine. All the fucking magazine. Eldar.
0: Oh yeah, but Uh, um, all the Eldar uh, vehicles are fucking amazing. Mm-hmm. The, the the Imperium vehicles are all just like we, we're made of metal. Um which they're they're pretty Titans great. are cool. But though. um the tanks are really cool. But uh oh the titans are pretty cool. Uh they're not by any means my little too with, like personality. They're a little shames. too bulky to me, like in design. I'm thinking like an imperator <laughs> but, titan, like a big fucking stupid yeah, me too. walking yeah. cathedral. <laughs> yeah, yeah, me too. All right. They're they're very dumb but great. Super um, dumb. My my serious answer, though, uh, and it's true, my least favorite faction uh, in Warhammer 40k is the World Eaters. Mm, I Chaos f- Space fucking hate. No, I like some of the Chaos Marines, but the World, the World Eaters Beach. are just they're the Hulk with, you know, that murder people. That's it. That's all they do. They, there's nothing to them. There's no interesting lore to me. It's just, oh, blood for the blood god skulls for the skull throne. Shut the fuck mm-hmm. up. I'm sorry if you guys like it. That's boring. There's a lot of cool chaos out there, and that's not
2: one of them. I, that's, uh, I, uh, for, I hate Angron so much. I, don't, uh, I, I fucking Angron. That's the worst his of his name a is whole, fucking a Angron. Set of bad names, and that's one of the worst. Yeah, there are a
0: lot of bad ones, and that almost all of them are so bad. bad. And
2: that one is probably that was easily the worst out of all of them. Uh, I don't like the mm-hmm. Tyranids just because they're kind of boring.
0: Me too. I don't like them either. I like. They got no personality. They look cool. Zerg. They look cool, I mean, but Zerg that's it.
2: just them, but still. Well, Zerga just them. Yeah, yeah. Um, Blizzard hasn't had an original thought since uh, ever. Ever, yeah, um,
0: yeah. Um,
2: I can talk about 40k forever. Yes, I um, you know. <clears throat>
0: I actually, you know, I know it's it's uh, you know kind of boring, but uh, I like a lot of fucking Imperium stuff. Uh, they're terrible people. Oh yeah, they're they objectively uh, but. Uh, bad. I, the sororitas are amazing. They're like warrior nuns. That was cool. <laughs> I, I, fucking, I think when they when they introduced that, so cool. Sisters of battle. <laughs> no, I wasn't. um
2: Yeah, well, all right. Uh, okay, I think it might be funny if we answered this one at the same time. like Okay, right on one, so on one, next two, one. Three. So anyway, we'll see, we'll we'll see, see if s- it's the same
0: answer or not. Okay, G Monster uh says Warhammer forty k favorite chaos god. So one, two, all three, right, and so. then the answer. Okay. One, two, three. Zinch, Zinch! <laughs> yeah! <laughs> Come on, he's the god of sorcery. He's gotta be dope. Zinch. Fucking Lord of Change. He's incredible. Model always he... Oh yeah, and then the 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 fucking the 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 demon lords with the double bird heads. Those lords of change. Yeah. And uh kick-ass. All the weird, creepy little pink goblin fuckers with the horns. That when you kill them, they split into two little blue ones. Yep. And the fucking Thousand Sons? No. Zinch is amazing. Zinched, no. Hands down. No competition. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I do think Slash is pretty fun, but n- nowhere close. Zinch is 100%. Also, my favorite Chaos faction is 100% the Thousand Marines. The Thousand Sons. Thousand sons yeah. Uh, yeah. Magnus is amazing, and Ari Ozzaman is incredible. Or, I'm sorry. Uh, Arimun? Yeah, uh, Ariman. Ariman.
2: Yeah, I barely remember at this point. Um, I remember seeing the the old Lord of Change model in that same magazine and being like, "Oh, this is super cool!" Like oh, a bird wizard, that's... giant bird wizard dude. Costs, oh my God. too much money. That's they're cool. incredible. Oh yeah, and it wasn't I've, even like I've, newer I've... models. It was something that would have been in like twenty years ago, like the previous version, and it still was like that's super cool. <laughs> I have successfully resisted
0: buying any of the models, but it, it, oh, yeah. last time I was in a game store, uh, I had a real hard time not buying the. Uh, uh, I don't even like Angron and I had a real tired time buying the new <laughs> Angron figure because it was like, woo, look at that. Yep. But then you have to paint it. Yeah, I'm not going to paint it. It's not going to happen. Gonna then I could pay running. someone to pay it. Ugh, fuck it. Anyway. <clears throat> yeah. All right. Um, this one from UNC Griffin has questions for both of us. So why don't you read yours? Or I'll read yours. Yeah. And you can answer and then you read mine. Sounds good. All right. Question for Harry. How much of your incredible one million mega plot, uh, one million (laughs) word mega plot, did you have in mind when you originally wrote 5243? And how the hell do you keep track of so many plot threads, characters, and timeline insanity without missing a beat?
2: Well, as UNC Griffin knows, all too well. I have begun missing beats quite frequently and being called out on mistakes that I have made because it has gotten so large. Because yes, I am now the first and only person to have surpassed the one million words on the SCP Wiki mark, <coughs> uh, and it's gotten to be quite a lot. <laughs> Was that? That's a good. Yeah, dad. it's it's a, it's a lot, and there will be more. Um, how much did I have of the of the whole plot of OnGuard Four Threes? flagship words of power and poison tale series which despite having a million words i still feel silly talking about it like it's a thing even though people talk to me about it every day i still feel silly about it which is good it means i'm not an asshole (laughs) um of the whole plot i didn't have the whole plot all worked out ahead of time i do have it all worked out now uh for the remaining two years it will take to finish it um (laughs) but when i wrote 5243, i didn't have the whole Whole thing from start to finish plotted out by any means but what I did have was the general skeleton of all three of these books and probably <sighs> the 001 that will end the third book all thought out when I wrote my third SCP because I wrote wow. I wrote the majority of it as like it's oh, a thing right. that creates alternate timelines if you fuck it up and I had written the full stories of each of the alternate timelines as a supplement for that article and the only person I could get to read both the article and the supplement, uh, Caspian too, read it and went, I like the article. I don't like these logs. They don't work. Like, I don't, I don't really get what you're going at. There's too many characters. I've never, like, nobody knows the <laughs> characters. There's too many of them all at once. And it was presented as a debriefing log, which meant there were eight people talking and you didn't know any of them ahead of time. And I'm like, you know, right. yeah, I, yeah. I get your point. And I agreed. Uh, so I've had that written out this entire time. And it is essentially the draft version of the uh, 700,000 words that the whole book series will end up being by the time it's done. Uh, so I, I've had all of that figured out. Um, as for getting right to the end of the whole Power and Poison thing, um, it's, it was m- mostly figured out by the time Place and I did the Rise No canon, which was like a year and a half ago. So nice. I know where it ends, <coughs> and I know how we get there, and I even with a few exceptions of whatever comes up while I'm just sitting around being a human being, I know what articles and SCPs are happening before then, so... It is all figured out now. Uh, As for how do I keep it all going in my head, uh, I just try to keep it all in my head and then I make mistakes and people point them out to me in Meta Foundation, which is great. Makes me feel (laughs) like a dumb asshole, but it's still great. So, question for Grigori. how much did yeah. you know about vktm when you first came up with it versus how much you know about it now and he's gonna say i know less about it now <laughs> no uh i knew nothing about it
0: when it first occurred now to i know I, less. Than that. i remember i remember telling you that i wanted to do something that was media and something that was like social commentary and that was all i had yeah you were um, showing me the alan
2: resnick stuff
0: yeah uh and um this is John came up with the idea. Well, just threw a bunch of ideas at me and that became the first victim, which is Mnestic. Yeah. Um, amnestic. Um, uh, a amnestic, and, uh, VKTM started off as a radio call sign. the way it's like KROQ, uh, or whatever, uh, because it was a radio F-U-C-K. channel that, yeah. Um, fuck which, which is a, fuck, uh, fuck, fuck. like a thing on FM radio. Um, and, um, after that, I was like, oh, they should just be my guys. Uh, and I was like, oh, I've already got VKTM because victim. Um, what What could I, uh, you know, what if I, and I I, I did originally put uh, the, the test from uh, Blade Runner without realizing it just slipped into my head. Like I think test. it was you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You were like, you know, that's from Blade Runner. And I'm like, oh, got hmm. it. I wonder why that.
2: God, yeah, that's right. Ahead. You called it something very similar to that, like Void Camp <laughs> mm-hmm. Technical Media. Yeah, like, yeah. it was minute. very it what? wasn't the same it, wasn't but exactly. it was close,
0: yeah. Yeah. Um, and so I went okay, uh, Vikander Vicander Need uh, Technical Media. Um and, yeah, Vikander is 100% Alicia Vikander, uh, who's an actress <laughs> who I've never seen her in anything. Uh, yeah, no, that's been and Need need in. is just a K-word that's funny to me. Because I, I did not uh, know I Alicia
2: Vikander. I did a VKTM about that, that I keep forgetting I did. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Um,
0: And um, so I didn't know it. Yeah, it all just kind of happened organically from article to article. Now, I know fucking everything about VKTM. I have several pages it's not a show bible but i have several pages of notes about the origins and the reality behind them and no i will never tell anyone about it (laughs) i just double check it when i'm doing something to see if it matches up (coughs) it's pretty loose but no there is old school lore and i've never revealed it to anyone the bits of 7007 that are talking about quote unquote the origins those are lies
2: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> i
0: well, yeah, intentionally no fucking made it sound ridiculous it was people were like is that really the origin it's like no, no it's, it's some old-timey british uh, archaeologist looking for a, a hidden city a no company what no not only does it, <laughs> That's not only ridiculous. Is
2: it not true it also never gets around to even no. remotely looking no. like it could be an explanation for anything <laughs> no <laughs> which is it's what's just... great about it
0: yeah, because, I mean, so many times, and people have kind of backed off because they realize I'm not going to tell them. But for years, for two solid years, people were like, well, what's it, you know, what's this really about? Um, it's about no, media. i not friend. answering that question. It's about media. Yeah. It's, it's about it's, a better it's, tomorrow, it's, my friend. Uh, yeah. the only and I've said this multiple times. I, everything I have to say about Vikander Need is on the page.
2: It's right there. Go ahead and read the hub, read the articles. That's what I have to mm. say about it. I need to um, write a straight VQTM article, because I've done, like, like, three or four, and they're all sideways. They're all yeah, weird true. ones. They're very good, though. Well, thank you. So are yours, especially yours. You thankful. are the king of I. Of, of, of I want
0: more people to do it, honestly. Like, uh, you know people think it's just my baby thing which it is in some ways but well, it's one of the I more collaborative art. GOIs on the wiki
2: you've got tons, there's and tons so of There's so many authors original. yeah
0: I think there are 13 or 14 authors yeah
2: my my uh, first one that I did for you that well, to help get the tag and everything is way off brand um most of the ones I do are way off brand for some reason <laughs> I just like can... so what there's no brand of victim yeah it could be
0: anything it could do anything we uh, victim trolls everyone even themselves
2: i always enjoy writing them uh, for some whenever i want to write something with even vaguely fucking media it's like it's got to be victim it's gotta you got to get that style in there uh
0: i've appreciated that a couple of different articles that people have written after the fact became victim stuff yes. because they were like oh sam uh Hame. like yes yeah, Sam Hane did that something else did that too sam hain was the one that was really because i remember seeing that and loving it but I was also like, in, in my heart, I was like, I wish this, this could have been, yeah. this, this this been victim. This could have be been victim. But I never said that because I was like, I don't want to be shitty. Uh, oh. And then Plague was like, you know what? Just out of the blue. Uh, we're going to make this a victim. I oh, love Plague. Yeah. That sounds great. You
2: should do that. <laughs> uh, all right. Um, do you Cro-Cat. want this one from cat Yes. Yeah. Another question for Grigori. I know you were in the moth squad for a bit. Excuse me, it's called the butt squad. What are some things you took away? Oh, they're asking you what you stole. What did you steal? (laughs) What are some things you took away or learned while volunteering? Would you say that doing a lot of crit work helped you improve your own writing slash get a better sense for why certain things in writing work the way they do? Yeah, I, uh,
0: I learned a lot about structural critique and conceptual critique. I never had the patience to do, like, uh, spelling and grammar stuff. I still don't. I barely had the patience to do it on my own things. (laughs) Um, uh, So I focused on what worked and what more often, let's face it, didn't. Uh, I think I used that to affect my own pieces, and it really started improving my pacing. This is where I figured out how to tell people, you need to start thinking about your articles in modular. um, Because, hey, this piece works, but why is it why at the end? when this could be really good to like help delay the reveal, like you reveal very early on that this is actually a weird town or whatever. Uh, and I think it would work so much better if you waited to tell us uh, that thing. Um, and I've used that a lot in my own articles. I'll just write it the way I imagine it. And then I look at them and go, actually, if this piece was later or earlier or whatever, um, or if I just cut this out entirely, then, you know, whatever. Yeah. Um, I think that's also how I learned how or realized that I wanted to tell stories that left questions unanswered because so often people's idea posts and drafts would be so like detail rich about the nature of the anomaly. And it just was like, this sounds like something that is out of an RPG. Yeah. Cause uh, a story and I don't them. care. I don't care. And you know what I would care about is if you stopped telling me about that and started telling me about, how it affected people instead of telling me (laughs) exactly how long something is or what the special effect is Um, That's why victim is fucking you know typically a paragraph or two maybe in description because I don't care like that's how I got Um, my
2: green light for my first one so fucking fast because I came to them with a monster and it was a monster that's in a mirror and the article was not about the fact that there was a monster in the mirror right. at all it was about what's it like to be followed around by a mirror monster and they're like yeah okay he's not writing a stupid monster he's got a story good <laughs> <clears throat> um,
0: oh um what, another thing was i realized that i wanted to write stories that gave people just enough to keep invested and with more left to the reader to put together um people very frequently when they don't like victim think that they understand victim because it's very transparent i promise you you do not um there is always the surface level critique which is always very obvious yes you're right good job there's always a second layer of critique about society or about the wiki or about stories or about any number of things that most of the time people do not get every single article that i've written about victim has two layers of commentary right um and no i won't tell you what the second one is <laughs> or the first one it's pretty <laughs> just fucking read it uh anyway all right Uh, Do either of you, two, know how to play instruments?
2: I uh, know how to play a very little bit of guitar. I have an electric guitar, a classical guitar, and an acoustic guitar, and I can play a little bit on that. I also have an electric keyboard that my father bought for me a few years ago, and I play it every day, and I'm not any good at it, but I do enjoy playing it. Nice. That's the whole answer. Uh, so uh, Dino draws. Unless you wanted to follow up on that one. Nope. Question for Play an instrument. <laughs> yeah. yeah get, there's no. There's no elaborating on no. Yeah. Question no. for both of y'all. What's your favorite canon on site? Favorite series, perhaps two. SNC Plastics Hecatonkery cycle. Ah. I've been with um, it from the start. It's <laughs> true. And SNC Plastics have a big uh, impact on my... Almost game. from the start.
0: You've been with Hecatelic yes. Trees. Almost from the been.
2: A, I've been... I was there well before there was a hub. I count that as the start. Yes.
0: <laughs> yes. Yeah, you bet your ass. Carry on. Um, <clears throat> my favorite canon is probably War on All Fronts. Tied uh, with a Third good call. Law. Storm will be here. Tied with, with Third Law. Tied with Third yeah, All third All Super good. Yeah. They're just both... Warf, warf, they're warf. just... Warf. They're nothing I would ever even want to try and write. I just
2: enjoy the shit out of reading them. I can't. They're I can't so help fun. but constantly making references to War on All lately, too. It's super. Good.
0: That's so good. And third, I mean, is kaiju
2: super well, beautiful. Together. We were just
0: talking about kaiju in one of the Discord servers. Uh, I love
2: kaiju. Yeah, I've got a kaiju in the um, ne- this next thing that it apparently has everything in it. I've got a kaiju in that too. <laughs> awesome. Still uh, my favorite is.
0: series is Unfinished. Uh, And it is of an endless hunt, um, which is by I forget their name, but they're kind of a jerk on Twitter, so whatever. Um, it's really good, it's where uh, the witness comes from, and uh, I I really just love it. I don't think it'll ever be finished because they've left the wiki, but uh, I love that article, yeah. yeah, no arguments. Um, those those tales are terrific. In fact, I took that character and used it in several of my stories. Um, Lovely. Also, you know, it's hard not to have a favorite series that isn't unfinished. There are a lot of them that are unfinished. Um, also, as much as SDC Plastics is amazing in general, uh, I want to shout out all the Black
2: audience because they are just... Glorious, Black all of them. Are, like
0: even the one that Ip will say is bad. Yeah, he's wrong. No,
2: uh, uh, the only uh, bad thing about it is it doesn't end. Like other than that, it's great.
0: There, it's an anthology. It's fine. That's true.
2: It doesn't need it end. It's good. I actually was uh. gonna write a site forty three one on that at some point, and he like asked me not to. <laughs> he's like, no, don't dredge oh that old goodness. thing up again. But that's it. He's he's <laughs> like that. Are we gonna are we gonna do the whole list here, Gregory? Because we can. But I'm gonna need to use a washroom again. Um. Do you think we should stop now? I mean, that's up to you. I'm not going to bed for another five hours, but, like, you might, so. <laughs> We're at three hours, and,
0: um, yeah, maybe we should call it there, and we'll come back to it. Should we do another one of these? Yeah. Uh, I mean. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right, so let's finish out Dino Draw's second yeah, question, okay. and then and then we can wrap things up.
2: Yeah, so that you're not just dead. Um yeah where was I on this list? uh oh was that was the, the okay this is diograph as well what are you what are you guys' favorite things you personally written on the site what are you most proud of Gregory what are you proud of uh 6500 no
0: shit right obviously uh it's uh, an incredible achievement and i can't believe we all came together like that with all the chaos and it oh, turned so into good. something that is so just so good um Obviously, uh, as Harry was nice enough to mention earlier, before five nine two three, I think is probably one of my most effective pieces. Um, I'm really, really, really very fond of Hecaton Tree's cycle, and I would like more people to read it because it has some really interesting character-driven narratives. Um, obviously, uh, that also goes for my resurrection stuff because both of them are all about slowly evolving characters. That kind of develop into their own people um, you know it's Lucretia Popescu is yeah. um, a f- real person in my head Absolutely. Uh, I have a very I have a very very masculine looking lesbian woman that is in my head who should, speaks in a bad Russian accent we should
2: all be so lucky <laughs> that's
0: right <laughs> um, but yeah I think you're right I think we should wrap up here this took
2: oh I don't uh, get the answer this, just yeah. you Grigori's allowed, oh, you know, allowed to be proud of. No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, no, you, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, I'm I'm just ashamed I'm of everything I've written. Well, that's that's true. You're
0: it's very shameful. Uh,
2: I feel a little weird saying this. Uh, like I think the thing I'm most most proud of is the fucking first two tales I wrote the significant others cuz I I, oh, I, I wrote, very good. I quite, thank you. i remain quite pleased by those. Um and i have they've echoed down through all the stuff that I've written this whole time. But I feel a little weird because I don't know that this is the case, but I I'm almost 100% sure that this is the case. That no one else who has one of these would say it. I am still pretty much most proud of and pleased of about 7,000. I don't think the rest of them would be. I don't think really? any of the other ones would say their best thing is that. Is the winner. Like, surely they wouldn't. Some of them would Definitely wouldn't. They're they're all really well, good, sure. but are they the best thing written by any of those other people? Eh, not really. Like they're all really good, but like six thousands thousand's not the fucking Jade proposal.
1: <laughs> right, yeah. Right? Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, yeah, 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 uh, yeah, yeah.
2: Almost nothing Tanhony has written is not better than five thousand. <laughs> Yeah, 100%. Um, uh, Those are all, like, phenomenal authors, and they've all written so much good stuff. Um, I was
0: going to say Pepper's Ghost, but no, Pepper's Ghost has written even better stuff than
2: 4,000. Like, 4,000's really good, but... Pepper's Ghost. You can come up with yeah. all kinds of shit. They, uh, they should all yeah, be proud of yeah. those articles. All of the yeah, other of KCON winners yeah. are really good. Um, even the one that I just took the piss out of is like a absolutely brilliant case of judging the audience. Like 5,000 did a, did a perfect job of going, how do I win this? And as a result, won it's a with good, an it's o- f- overwhelming majority of the votes. It's also a really good article. I think. Yeah, and it's very clever. It's got a mystery and everything. It's not the best thing Tanhony ever wrote. That would be absurd to say. No, no. Um, But out of the SCPs that I wrote, I i didn't really write to win the contest. I wrote to write the best thing I could on the theme. And I really am proud of 7,000. And I wouldn't mind if someone said that was the best thing they thought I'd written. I really am pleased with 7,000. So I'd probably say that. It's, it's, it's wildly good. Thanks. It's, it's wildly good. Oh, yeah, and it's been downhill ever since. <laughs> did y'all uh, expect I was going to say some like un- unheard of thing that did badly? No, those ones just upset me because they did badly. Fucking duh.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> Besides, next next <clears> time <throat> when we come back to this list and read the next ton of questions, the next one begins with, what did badly that you're still mad about? And that'll be fun to talk to. <laughs> Is there? Yeah, the very next one was anyway. Racking saying, what did you feel like didn't get... Re- get as much of a reaction.
0: Oh, I didn't I didn't read that as my thing. I I recommended other people's stuff. That's funny.
2: Oh. Um Oh oh you no know that they can be read that it, way. But both it, works, yeah, yeah both works. But it, I, I just went to the selfish route because that's just who I am. Selfish guy. Selfish guy.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um yeah so okay thanks for tuning in. Uh we did get so many questions that, you know, I didn't think we would be going Fuck for the fucking do so really talk don't we? We are yeah, so we are going to cut it off here. Uh, please send us more. Send, if you have any, yeah, if you have any more questions, um, we're we are over half, so we could probably use some more. Yep. Um, email address at simply uh, simplycreativepeople at gmail com. Our Twitter is S-I-M-C-R-E-A-T. Uh a t at uh, you know that's our
2: uh, Twitter for the show, and I'm Gregory Carpet on Twitter. I'm at Harry Blank SCP until I decide to get off that fucking hellhole. It's a hellhole, but it's still the best
0: place to communicate to people about this show. So I'm stuck. That's the only Um, reason I'm still on there.
2: Yeah, me too. I would quit it. Uh,
0: But um, yeah, thank you so much. This was really kind of amazing. Um, Yeah. It's if,
2: nice to, to see the people actually want to know things <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> that we have. And uh,
0: <laughs> in, in the show description, that uh, we always leave a link to our Discord. Uh, there is a dedicated channel to Q&As, uh, so you can leave new questions if you want to join up, uh, or just chat with us. Uh, I'm usually on there, so you, if you want to talk to me, um, um, just ping me. All right. Uh, thank you so much. All
2: right. Uh, uh, joke at the end. Joke at
0: the The end. Wait, hold on. Joke at the end. A plus.